All right, here we are. Uh, whew, d- nearly didn't make it, it uh, felt like yesterday. It was just delay after delay after delay, and then uh, Odyssey was behaving weird and all kinds of stuff. So I do apologize for being late and gay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, better late than never, as I say. Thank you for joining us uh, here. It's uh, almost, what, uh, uh, 7 then already, 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern uh, Standard Time, and that's, uh, what are we then, with 1 1 a.m. Uh, Central European time. Uh, so uh, my apologies for that. But whatever, we're, we're here. We're doing it live, damn it. Uh, there was, uh, reality is, was uh, too much storage to add in. Uh, too much to uh, try to cover here today and too much to add in. So we'll see how much we can get to. Uh, and I don't want to sit here for three hours today uh, because I know your time is valuable. I know some people like the long streams, though, so don't get me wrong. Uh, I actually in- enjoy doing them, too. But uh, we'll try to keep it around two hours. But a lot of important things to cover here today. Uh, but yeah, Odyssey was, I couldn't create... Um, I couldn't edit and update the existing domain, uh, odyssey.com slash TV slash live. Uh, we are going out on that uh, link right there, forward slash live, but it's like under the old uh, title, I think. So, oh, well, uh, we'll see what what that's all about. I was going to try to just keep one do- uh, one uh, like URL that we live stream to, but that now seems to be an issue, and we have to create a unique one every single time. Uh, so right now that's under... People are watching under the Prince Philip, the last Flashback Friday show, uh, under that title, right? But uh, so anyway, I'll sort that out later. Uh, not not a big issue, just uh, just one of those things. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, uh, tons of things to go into here today, and I wanted to stick on Odyssey just right at the beginning here. Yeah, so it's showing Prince Philip. It's showing in the Odyssey page there, but whatever. Um, Let's check this out real quick here, and then we'll get to then we'll get to some good stuff here. But uh, so Odyssey is doing a little swap thing. I guess we can do a little uh, Odyssey crypto news thing here right in the beginning. Uh, Check this out. Let me uh, pull this up here first so you can can see. That could could help, right? Um, Check out this here. This is pretty interesting. Just a short video on this here. Hey, everyone. In this video, I'm going to show you a cool new feature that makes purchasing credits a whole lot easier. So from the home screen, you will want to click on your wallet and hit the button that says swap. You'll put in how many credits you want. It could be one, it could be a thousand, or it could be a completely random number like 237. We will just go with 100. Then we'll just start the swap. On this screen, you can choose which crypto you want to send. We'll just do Bitcoin. Then you'll go to where you hold that crypto. For me, it's Coinbase. Send the amount listed to the wallet address listed, and then the swap will send. Once that swap is processed and you have the credits, you can use them to do all sorts of cool things, from publishing content and creating new channels, to tipping your favorite creators and boosting their content. Thank you for watching. All right, there you go. So quick little update there. So you can swap, because Odyssey tokens, library tokens, let me cancel that, uh, have been a little... Had a little difficult, uh, I think, in some places to buy and stuff like that. So this is great. Obviously, you, you can just do a swap uh, in case you want uh, want some library tokens. Now, apparently, and I'm going to start doing this more. We've achieved, we have massed quite a bit of tokens just by publishing content, people watching it, and things like that, which is great. It's kind of similar as uh, the Brave Browser BAT token, which is also a great asset. By the way, it's a great um, way that people can help and tip and donate too. By the way. Uh, we have both our websites are verified, TV, members.com. So you can just click up on a little triangle if you use uh, Brave, the Brave browser. And if you've used it long enough, uh, you amass some tokens and then you can tip to creators and stuff like that. But so that's what you can do through library as well. And apparently if you kind of put in more library tokens as you upload new videos or make a live stream, for example, now that's apparently you know pushed more like, to the front, uh, I think, of the system itself. 
so that's something you can actually help boost our content by putting in some library tokens on a video and stuff like that too. So uh, a lot of fun stuff, a lot, a lot of things to uh, to uh, you know to to expand on when it comes to uh, possibilities. Uh, regarding Odyssey slash library, so that, that's some that's some cool news there uh, for once. But um, all right, so uh, anyway, a couple of ways you can join in. I think the entropy chat is up and running. Let me just uh, cast an eye on that. Yep, I see a couple of over there, so I'll get to those in a moment. Uh, that's entropy stream dot live slash red ice and they revert back to that a in the in lower third and why does it do that? I thought I saved that. <laughs> it's annoying. I think it was the same thing last time as well. Oh, I got to click on it. That's why. Okay, there we go. Now we got the right URL down below there. Entropystream.live slash TV. Also, we do uh, lemons over on dlive.tv slash TV. So uh, that's a couple of ways you can join in. Uh, thank you to you guys over there joining us. Uh, we are on Trovo, and we're still boomers on the, uh, the uh, what do you call it? The, um, the, the mana. Is it the mana or gems or what is it uh, over on Trovo? But I appreciate everyone uh, joining us over there, too. That's It's good to have you here. So however however you're tuning in, Odyssey, DLive, Trovo, Library, uh, or Odyssey, I should say, um, or, of course, uh, VK. We've got VK as well and uh, Float and a number of other places. All right, let me do these uh, real quick, and then we'll move into uh, some of the topics here. Uh, let me see here. Conrad Kirsch. With a five. Thank you, Conrad. He's Ashley Babbitt's murder walked free today. I have the story for later. It's pretty crazy stuff. Um, and no wrongdoing was found despite her being unarmed and clearly no threat. We must not forget her name. Her murder was dismissed because she was white, plain and simple. I, I don't discount that for a second. And of course, she's also one an undesirables, uh, and, un and part of that one of the undesirables, right? Because of the fact of her. Uh, what she was doing, and uh, but she's part of this um, the new terrorist labeled class in America and stuff like that, right? So that's part of it. And I think it did, uh, yeah, I think that came in twice, Conrad. Actually, three times. That's really weird. Okay, I don't know if that was intention, Conrad, but I I'll happen to refund you on those two other ones. You sent it one, two, three times. Either I'm seeing it weird because the next chat actually says, yeah, Conrad Kerr saying is entropy acting weird for anyone else? Okay, yeah, it, apparently it's. I don't know if to let me know if you pay that three times and I'll pay give those back to you. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, but uh, if not, I guess it's just a glitch, you know. Um, thank you, Connor. Appreciate that. Lycan Warrior says after outcry, Vice removes images adding smiles to Khmer Rouge victims. What the hell? MSM trying to rewrite history. So disgusting. I have to copy that and add that in. That's that's crazy. Smiles to Khmer Rouge. Um, which of course is one of the big uh, commie genocides, right? Let me let me pull that up real quick. That that could be interesting. Um, something on the fly here. All right, let me see. Uh, you can't. Okay, you can't see that now. There we go. So we have a little bit of uh, lag on that one. Is that what's happening? Let me see. Let me mark something here. No, it's pretty okay. Okay, no, that's not lag. It's just whatever. Just weird, weird day today. Uh, after outcry, Vice removes images adding smiles to Khmer Rouge victims. Is this? Why the fuck would they do something like this? Cambodia condemns images published by US media group Vice featuring newly, newly colorized photographs of the Khmer Rouge killing fields victims, saying the images were an insult to the dead because some mugshots have been altered to add smiles. Vice removed the article and photos later on Sunday, saying they did not meet its editorial standard and it was investigating. The artist behind the work, Matt Lowry, declined to comment. In the article published on Friday, Lowry said the project to colorize images from the notorious uh, Tul Zlang prison 
or S-21, aimed to humanize the 14,000 Cambodians executed and tortured there. It's that, uh, but it was, it was worth it. It was, it was a good time to be there. Look at how much they're smiling. However, the article caused a backlash on social media for comparison with the original black and white photos show that some of the subjects were smiling only in Lauray's colored images. The Vice article did not contain the original images. To play around by using technology to, to put makeup on victims of S-21 is a very grave insult to the souls of the victims of genocide, exiled um, Cambodian polit politician Mu Sosha wrote on Twitter. Holy shit, this is incredible. They're, they're doing this. Well, again, as you know it's some... You know it's some gay op when, when Vice does things like that. If we can make them smile, maybe maybe it will lessen the impact a little bit. Uh, great uh, great article there. Holy smokes. Thank you for uh, sending that uh, like, and I appreciate that. Very interesting. Uh, B on Entropy says, Ashley Babbitt is guilty of enacting whiteness. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah, I'll have the, I have that story later too. And we kind of put it in perspective to some of the other things that's happened, uh, not least with... Uh, uh, the 20-year-old in Minnesota, there's new new chimp outs there and stuff like that. Crazy stuff, right? All right, let me do a couple on DLive here real quick. Uh, VPFM is hosting. Thank you for that. G always good to see you guys. Make sure you follow uh, DLive.tv slash VPFM. Cashly, 60... Cash, Cashly, I think it is. Uh, 98 with a Ninja Gini. Thank you so much for that. It says, love y'all. Thank you uh, for the support. Um, RoboThink with a diamond. Appreciate that. Thank you so much. All right, let's dive into some of the... Uh, main topics that we have here from uh, from today. Lots to get to, so uh, we'll try to speed some through, uh, through some of this here. Um, so apparently, just tons of shootings, right? The last couple of days, there's more than I can keep track of. It's like, you know, you, it, it begs the question, right? Biden's back in office and he's just mass shootings. There's, uh, I know there's like two, I think, over the weekend or, or earlier in the late last week, which we just missed to cover altogether. That uh, was just kind of under the rug. Um, but here's another one. Maryland shooter from high elevation opens fire on police officers in Ga Gatorsburg or Gaithersburg, uh, Maryland. An unknown person reportedly opened fire on police from an elevated position Wednesday. Uh, they were called to uh, North Summit Avenue for a parking hazard around 3 p.m. local. Interesting. So obviously someone is setting them up trying to shoot at them. But, you know, this that's fine. It's, it's not it's not a problem. It's totally not an uh, anti-cop kind of rhetoric in the mainstream media that's leading to these kinds of shootings or anything like that. Uh, that that would just be uh, silly. Also, good old uh, Bernie Madoff uh, dies in prison here. I think this is today. Uh, he's one of, uh, behind one of the largest Ponzi schemes in history. I always thought it was interesting that they, you know, he got caught, sure. But it's always interesting that they sold him out. There's plenty of these guys. Uh, that they could uh, target in the same way and somehow they kind of managed to sneak under the radar or whatever. Uh, he probably was just uh, one guy who was uh, thrown to the thrown to the wolves, so to speak. They, they sold him out. Maybe there's some, some other reason on the back end. Uh, let's see if there's any good video here on is it USA Today. Yeah. Ponzi schemer Bernie Madoff dies in prison. A Bureau of Prison spokesman, spokeswoman said he passed away from, sorry, I couldn't read that fast enough, from natural causes. Uh, old age. I thought it was, wasn't it when Prince Philip died? Uh, it was uh, some of the press releases and articles said there, there is yet to be a, um, a, a cause of death uh, that's been declared, right? And it's like he's, he's 99 years old. Maybe that has something to do with it, right? But in this case, I guess it's now it's just natural causes, i.e. old uh, age, right? The former investment financier had been battling kidney disease. What a shame. The judge who sentenced Madoff to 150 years in prison said he intended for Madoff to die there. 
after costing thousands of victims billions of dollars in a decades-long Ponzi scheme. Madoff's lawyer also unsuccessfully sought to uh, commutation of his sentence from uh, then-President Donald Trump. I'm surprised they didn't give it to him, considering his uh, ethnic background, Madoff. Madoff was 82. Did I say 86? Okay, 82. Uh, great uh, great loss uh, to, the, uh, to the world, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's uh, dive into this issue here then with the shooting in Minnesota. The female officer uh, who was uh, Kim, what was her name again? Kim... Uh, Potter, I think, Kim Potter, who immediately were, uh, I think she, I, I forget if she quit or if they, they suspended her, then she quit and then she, you know, had to go in hiding basically the same thing, right? She's been charged with murder now, of course. Um, here's some of the, let's just take a look at this video because that's the, the backstory of what happened. But it's amazing how much they include in the video of um, what kind of uh, guy Dante Wright was and why he was stopped. It's not, it's not, you know, they're making it seem that this white woman, uh, you know, just waiting for an opportunity to shoot blacks, right? So she stops this guy with, with her black partner and, and she mistakenly, you know, goes for the uh, gun as opposed to the taser, right? Um, but that was all a cover. It was just to, to be able to shoot a black, a, a black kid. That was the, that was a dream she had all along. That's kind of the, the narrative right now. But anyway, let's take a look at the. Uh, video framing this here. Good evening, and it's great to have you with us as we start another week together here. It is a difficult, heavy start to the week. That deadly school shooting, what we're learning right now as we come on. But we're going Yeah, that's right. There was another, where was that again? T uh, Kent, was it Kentucky or something like that? I forget. There was a, yeah, there's like there's school shootings every other day, and it, you know, it's, it's, it's just, we're, we're back. We're going to right? begin tonight with the police body cam now released after the death of a young black man, a young father outside Minneapolis. Again, a young black man, a young father, right? That's totally not a, a skew here in terms of, it's not, you know, imagine this was a white person. It would be, it wouldn't be this, it wouldn't be this coverage of it, obviously, right? Um, but it would be like, well, he was a, he was a criminal. He was a, you know, he did violate the law. It was a warrant out for his arrest and these kinds of things, right? Which, which Dante Wright had. It was a warrant out for his arrest. He was like, he was being pulled over, um, I forget what the reason was, but it was so, so he made a mistake. He did something wrong, and so they stopped him. And then he tried to squirms out of the cop's grip, and as a warrants out for his arrest, and all these things came up. And they still try to push, just like they did with St. George, right, uh, Floyd, that uh, this is somehow a you know stand-up uh, individual of the community, and you know we can't, the, the world can't just can't 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 do without him, right? Plus. It happened during a traffic stop yesterday afternoon, and tonight authorities now say they believe the female officer, a senior officer on the force, mistook her gun for her taser. The it's family a big conspiracy, that's what it was. And tonight a curfew is now in place. That police body cam video showing Dante Wright outside his car. Then you can see him trying to get back inside the car. He does get back inside. You can hear one... I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What do you mean? How? Okay, he's trying to, he's trying to get back in the car, and he managed to get back in the car. You mean he's resisting arrest and try to flee the scene? That's what is that what you're saying? Um, as far as I know, that's a crime in and of itself, right? Dante Wright outside his car. Then you can see him trying to get back inside the car. He does get back inside. You can hear one officer saying, "I'll tase you." She then says, "Taser, taser." Then firing a shot from her handgun instead. Dante Wright driving a few blocks before crashing into another car. Paramedics arriving on the scene where he was declared dead. 
As word spread, protesters gathered police in riot gear, the protests turning violent. After dark, police lobbing flashbangs, sending people running. Dante Wright's mother tonight saying he called her during the traffic stop, and amid her heartbreak, she's now calling for calm. President Biden today saying the pain in that community is real, it is serious in his words, calling for peace and calm and for a thorough investigation. Tonight, that officer on administrative leave and ABC's Stephanie Ramos leads us off from the scene just outside Minneapolis in a warning that this video is difficult. Tonight, new body camera video showing the moment a Minnesota officer fatally shot 20-year-old Dante Wright. Police say the female officer, a veteran on the force, accidentally discharged a gun instead of a taser, killing the father of a two-year-old. It is my belief that the officer had the intention to deploy their taser, but instead shot Mr. Wright with a single bullet. This was an accidental discharge that resulted in the tragic death of Mr. Wright. The incident beginning just before 2 o'clock Sunday afternoon, when authorities say Wright was pulled over for an expired vehicle registration outside of Minneapolis. Right. Wright's girlfriend so no reason was whatsoever. in the car. According to the Brooklyn Center Police Department, the officers ran Wright's name through their system, discovering there was a warrant out for his arrest. Court records show that warrant was issued after Wright failed to appear in court earlier this month, following charges of possessing a firearm without a permit and running away from law enforcement. Uh, it's amazing that they're, I mean, <laughs> and it's still there's like mass protests and like outrage over this. I mean, it, not that, it, you know, the shooting or whatever. Sure. I mean, it was it was it was a mistake. Right. Um but the but the way that they're spinning this that it's like he would he did he was a good boy he did he didn't do anything wrong right he was an upstanding member of the community and stuff like that and it's like well he had warrants he'd had uh, packing heat illegally he was running away from law enforcement he's trying to get out of the, their grip he's trying to flee the scene he could have killed someone just driving away after being shot and you know he crashed I think into another car uh, this is crazy. Um, and it's over these uh, individuals that is uh, outrage and, and riots. It, it's crazy. Enforcement. Police say on Sunday, Wright was trying to get back into the vehicle as officers attempted to apprehend him. The officer warning, I'll tase you. Then she pulls a firearm, firing a shot at Wright. The car driving for several blocks before crashing into another vehicle. Right. Wright was pronounced dead at the scene. So the medical examiner identifying Wright's cause of death as a gunshot wound to the chest. Right. Tonight, the officer who pulled the trigger is on administrative leave now pending she's an fired. independent investigation. Yeah. We cannot afford to make mistakes that lead to uh, the loss of life. And so I do fully support uh, releasing the officer of her duties. Overnight, protests erupting. Tensions already high in the city with the trial of Derek Chauvin just 10 miles away. Mm -hmm. Our hearts are aching right now. Ugh. We are in pain right now. Mm -hmm. And we recognize that this couldn't have happened at a worse time. President Biden weighing in. We do know that the anger, pain, and trauma that exists in the black community in that environment is real. It's serious and it's consequential. Mm -hmm. We should listen to uh, uh, Dante's mom, who is calling for peace and calm.
Dante's yeah, mother. It's been, been calm for a few days now. They don't want all of this. All of this. I just want my baby home. That's all I want. I want him to be home. So it was a spectacle after this. I mean, sure, obviously, if you had a, a child that's dead, I'm not saying that, but it's like the, the t shirts are already printed, right? The. The, there, there's lawyers and attorneys and spokespeople and like every one of these are, uh, are turning into political opportunities. That's, that's just a fact. Yeah. Everybody out here chanting and screaming and yelling. I just want him home. And Stephanie Ramos with us tonight from Brooklyn. All right. You get the idea. So here's uh, Kim Potter uh, arrested, right? Arrested uh, and charged with second degree manslaughter in fatal shooting of Dante Wright. Uh, there was some other footage, of course, that was coming out of uh, the young uh, gentleman, gentleman uh, like this one, a uh, little, little, gu some gun waving here on uh, on camera. Uh, here we go. All right, so you, you, uh, you some Tucker start, auto starting here, but you, you get you get the idea, right? So, uh, fanta fantastic, right? Let me pause that. What's going on here? Um, so you know, just uh, just your regular, normal, young, innocent kid. It was nothing, uh, you know, it was nothing, no reason really for the cops to stop him, or they shouldn't have done that, and that and that was wrong. And they need to let these uh, people go. Uh, we need to open up the prisons, and we need to put uh, COVID deniers in in jail. Uh, and those who are fleeing from vaccines—that's the big. That's the real criminals, uh, and of course, and, and the racists, because that's also the real, uh, the real pandemic, right? Um, so yeah, many arrested after a third night of demonstrations. I, I would like to call that riots, folks, uh, over uh, Dante Wright's um, uh, killing accidentally by uh, by law enforcement. Um, so we don't even spend uh, too much time on that, to be honest. But uh, you you get the idea, right? And we'll compare that to uh, Ashley Babbitt and that uh, what's happening on her front. Um, let me go back and we hear real quick. Uh, Cockfree Zone says, I feel so demoralized with the constant anti-white culture and these women, Ashley Babbitt and the woman officer in Minnesota being thrown under the bus. Uh, us men need to stand up and protect these women. But the, what can we do? Yeah, it's 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 hard right now. It's it's um, whatever you would do. It would be, um, I, I mean... We need to change the culture, and we and we need to be in a place where this doesn't happen. But I mean, basically, there's 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 one way of looking at this, and and it's that uh, these communities need to have people, just like Bernie Sanders said, right, in in that interview with. And we play the clip. This is uh, months and months ago now, probably over a year ago. Uh, he did an interview with Cardi B, uh, Bernie Sanders, and he's 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 you know hitting the nail on the head because he's talking about how how important it is that these communities are policed by people that that look like them. Maybe there was a not some another some other shooting at the time, right? And so basically, the solution to this is a peaceful and amicable separation. Uh, now there could be some areas where they uh, they're gung ho about multiculturalism and. Uh, you know, mi mixing diversity and all this kind of stuff. And, th and that's fine. Let them do that. But not every country in the West needs to be like this. Not every state in the U.S. needs to be like this. There could be options. And so those who think that it's uh, racist white people that are targeting non-whites intentionally because we're, uh, we're, we're uh, white supremacist KKK people, isn't it better to have our own areas where they were? So who, whatever happens, if there's a, if someone is being pulled over, 
it's people that look like them and you can never whip out the racist card, right? So that's what many people are advocating for, ethnic separation and people who want to uh, live in their own communities with their own people to avoid these uh, horrific, um, you know, situations basically, right? And and you can always use the racist card. So even if this truly, which I believe was, truly was an accident and uh, maybe she wasn't the best police officer, who knows, right, uh, uh, Kim? Potter, maybe she was. It was an honest mistake. Whatever, however, it turned out. Whatever the real story is, she shouldn't be in that situation. I, I don't even think women should be cops, <laughs> to be honest, because of all these things, right? Maybe they, we've played out clips where someone is uh, drawing a weapon or a knife or something like that and going after, and uh, some of the women cops get, uh, you know, they get they get panic stricken and they don't back back up their their uh, male uh, police officer counterpart, right? Uh, so that's one that's one proposed solution, but that's of course horrific. And how can you say this and stuff like that? Uh, although, granted, many of these other uh, groups now, the non-white ethnic groups, are beginning to advocate for that, and that seems to be completely fine. And that should they should be able to do that. They, in fact, should have their own spaces. Right? We're we're seeing it with things like student unions, or there's spaces on colleges or universities that are just for them and things like that. So they can have it, and and I think that's good, and I think they should have that. But if white people say the same thing, that that's a, a moral outrage and it's basically another uh, holocaust uh, if we propose that, right? So that's out that's out the window, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, thank you, uh, Cut for Zone. Don't, don't be demoralized. Uh, we we just have to sit back and watch these kinds of things. In a, in a way, the, these are uh, these are martyrs in a, in a way, right? Uh, not sure what to call it, but um, the double standards and the hypocrisy is glaring and, and it's getting more and more clear every day. And at least what we can do is to use these tragedies to our advantage so that we can get to a point where we where they don't happen anymore right uh, at, at least do that at least try to use the pain and the the uh, the the injustice of this uh, to creating a better a better society for all of us for 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 all of us truly um so here's the uh, story about about Babbitt here that Cockfersone um, and others uh, already mentioned in chat um, officer who killed Ashley Babbitt at Capitol Riot will not be charged, right? So she, that's fine. It's fine to kill her. She was unarmed, but there's no riots. There's no protests. There's no spurg outs. There's nothing, right? The U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Columbia and the Civil Rights Division of the U.S. Department of Justice will not pursue criminal charges against the U.S. Capitol Police officer involved in the fatal shooting of 35-year-old Ashley Babbitt. The office announced today the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Columbia's Public Corruption and Civil Rights Section and the Civil Rights Division with the Metropolitan Police Department's Internal Affairs Division conducted a thorough investigation of Ms. Babbitt's shooting. Officials examined video footage posted on social media, statements from the officer involved and other officers and witnesses to the events, physical evidence from the scene of the shooting and the result of an autopsy based on that investigation Officials determined that there is insufficient evidence to support a criminal prosecution. Officials from IAD informed a representative of Mrs. Babbitt's family today of this determination. So, um, all right, there you go. No problem. Is this the uh, is this the footage of the shooting? Uh, yeah, here's here, here's more of this. Right, Feds open access ex, um, Feds open excessive force investigation over fatal shooting. Now, I think also there was. Um, it wasn't released, I think, of who did the shooting, right? That that's their their identity have been protected, as far as I remember. Uh, I could be wrong on that. I haven't followed every single development in this story, but uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy um, that they do this. Uh, and 
which leads us into the next story, which is uh, very interesting and very and very obvious too. By the way, let me do a couple of these real quick here. Um, B, I think it's yeah. B on uh, entropy says medical errors are the third leading cause of death in the U.S. How often are medical employees tried for manslaughter? I think hardly ever. Uh, I believe, and isn't that incredible? A whole industry that's the third leading cause of deaths. What's the term again? There's like a there's a like a technical, more technical term for it. I forget what it's called, but yeah, basically like negligence of doctors or even prescribing wrong pills and things like that that people die of. And these are, you know, these are acceptable casualties uh, in uh, in the society that we live in. Uh, and in many regards, that, that that's not an industry that needs to be overhauled or examined or anything like that. You know, big pharma, it's totally fine. Uh, you know, don't worry about it. That's an interesting point, uh, B. Thank you for that. Lycan Warrior says, pretty soon cops won't be allowed to arrest blacks at all. Well, that's where I think this is going, right? It's open up the prisons. Um, if, there's, if there are non-white people that have been arrested, even if it's for rape or violent crime or manslaughter, robberies, whatever it is, it, it's going to be advocating for just oh, completely open open the prisons up. Uh, and those spots at the prisons are going to be reserved for people who believe in conspiracy theories or people who, um, you know, think it's excessive um, government overreach when it comes to the uh, scamdemic and things like this of this nature, right? Or um, a, a supposed white supremacist said a mean word online or something like that. That's, that's who prison... Uh, prisons are going to be, you know, reserved for. Uh, Wolves as well joins us over on Entropy Stream. Good to see you. Uh, says, as blackpilling as this is, we must remember they are getting cocky. But still remember, if the situation was were hopeless, their propaganda would be unnecessary. That's right. Um, yeah, they're getting hubris. I have a couple of stories like that too related to the, the Tucker situation and ADL and stuff like that. Now, we covered that in the Weekend Warrior show, by the way. I can, and let me put in a little bit of a plug for that. We did a a thorough uh, coverage of the situation and even the ADL's uh, hypocrisy. We recorded that Sunday, up Monday, and then Monday night, uh, Tucker went on to basically do the same do the same coverage that we did about uh, of the ADL and stuff like that, which is glorious. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's fantastic. Uh, but check that out. We co- we went through a lot of that material and, and some other good stuff as well. But uh, yeah, w- we mentioned that too. That like they're getting. They're getting ballsy. I mean, to 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 a fault. I mean, the, where they they're not understanding that it's like if you pull back now and just let things simmer a bit, like you might be able to get away with some of this stuff. But due to the fact that they don't understand or, or know when to stop, uh, it will be it. it they're they're it, there's they're not going to make this. I don't think they're going to make it. I think I think it's too much too soon, as we've said many times. Uh, but uh, yeah, that, that remains to be uh, remains to be seen. Still, I guess it's too early to tell. Uh, all right, a couple more on DLive here. Brad C. with the diamond. Thank you. Uh, he was a good boy Yeah, regarding uh, Dante. Dante, right. The uh, the first jamming or number one jamming with the diamond. Much love all. Thank you. Appreciate that. White Rabbit Radio is hosting. Thank you, Tim. Follow DLive.tv slash White Rabbit Radio. Uh, it does good streams here as well. And uh, CLC is hosting uh, Red Eyes TV as well. I see here. Thank you for that. Appreciate that. Yeah, so here's the... Um, here's the... Uh, story here from Becker News um, regarding a New York Times story uh, that uh, ends up confirming that there was a stand-down order given to the Capitol Police during the January 6th riot. Now, of course, we called this from basically right from the beginning, and that included some of the footage that came out 
where we saw even police officers uh, effectively inviting or like, well, you go this way, you know, footage like that came in. Much of that was, was scrubbed and much of that was, you know, kind of they looked the other way for that. And, and, and you know, mainstream media didn't cover that kind of stuff. But uh, anyway, here's the story. The New York Times has finally confirmed what many political observers have been saying all along about the Capitol riots. It was pre-planned. The Capitol Police knew it was coming. The authorities effectively gave a stand-down order. A new 104-page report dropped by an internal investigation shreds authorities for intentionally hampering the police response on what has subsequently been claimed was a coup, an insurrection, and an attempt to overturn the result of the 2020 election. The Inspector General of the Capitol Police laid bare all of the disturbing issues involved with the way the January 6th Electoral College security was mishandled. A new report by the Capitol Police internal watchdog found that the, the, the department leaders overlooked key intelligence in the run-up to the riot on January 6, including a warning that Congress itself is the target and barred the force's riot response unit from using its most powerful crowd control measures, the New York Times reported. Here's the uh, stories that leads to New York Times, I think. Yeah. Um, can, you, can you imagine? What a shocker, eh? We've seen stories <clears throat> where it said like January 6th was the most documented crime in ever in history or something like that. It's like no one, I mean, hardly anybody that went inside and stuff had an intention to like overthrow the government or anything like that, right? They were dumb enough to get involved with it. And But I also think that a lot of the people that did go in were either... Uh, they were just flat out in on it and they knew or they were criminally charged with something ahead of time and they were placed in this position to do this to get out of something else. You know, there's all kinds of gay ops going on with this kind of stuff. So anyway, they knew that they were coming. They knew that, that it was set up. Maybe some of these people would uh, they would commit the crime. They either will not be you know persecuted or, or prosecuted or, yeah, I guess persecuted in that sense, as many other others are. They're let go, right? They're, they're, they're on the inside. They're, they're feds. They're police officers in civilian clothing that were involved in this, right? There's so many layers of what we saw happen on that day. But unfortunately, I think a lot of good-meaning, well-meaning people were roped into this and they were... Uh, just kind of forced along in the moment in a way. And they were, they, it was fun. It was a selfie opportunity for them, right? As we've said many times. Anyway, so I'm not going to go through this. Uh, it's a 104-page uh, document. It's entitled Review of the Events Surrounding the January 6th, uh, 2021 Takeover of the U.S. Capitol. Uh, it's the most searing portrait yet of the lapses and miscalculations around the most violent attack on the Capitol in two centuries. Remember, there was a similar document that came out uh, regarding Charlottesville, which found a lot of the same kinds of things. Uh, the Virginia State Police, there was many other local police that did a lot of mistakes, right? Oh, they did mistakes. They didn't do the right things. And then they realized, oh, there was, a, there was an intention. It, it, that was the intention. It was a setup. So anyway, um, we'll go through that in more detail, I hope, at some point, because it's very interesting. But uh, as usual, you get these releases through the mainstream media, and then you continue to use that material, and people still call you, you know, conspiracy theorists for not believing the official story. It's like, well, this is an investigation. It was published on the New York Times um, on their on their uh, website, right? All right. Um, so I think that's enough on that. To be honest, uh, it's always the same with these things. So we could we could switch over to something else. We, we've had this narrative, right, of um, you know, it's, uh, white women being being shot um, in the face. They're murdered. They're killed. 
Uh, if it's a police officer that does the wrong move, then they're charged with murder and all this kind of stuff, right? And yet it's this other narrative running that it's, you know, black women or non-white women, BIPOC women, they are the most suppressed in our society and they're being held down and all this stuff, right? It, the next video we're going to look at here, imagine, imagine if this was done, if the racial roles involved were, were reversed, right? Uh, so we're going to look at a white postal uh, woman uh, being attacked by black women uh, because they're trying to steal her stimulus checks. Uh, imagine if it was a black woman that were targeted and violently beaten and assaulted in this way by by white women. A black woman were assaulted like this by white women. Imagine, do you, th do you think it would be more than a, an a, 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 a passing video on VK or do you think it would be uh, international news? Definitely national news in the US. Here's a video. Let this happen. It's trap. It's trap. Now I want them to hit you, and I'm. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. Bro, y'all finna go to the feds. Bro, y'all hit the mailman. They trying to get that stimulus. This shit gets serious. Oh my baby. That stimulus got the bitches. Ooh, y'all, she she hit the mail. Bro, that stimulus money a motherfucker, dog. Oh, my God. Let me get out. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. You ain't finna run me over, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they I guess they crashed into the the postal Damn, bro, the car. Hit this mail lady car. There we go. That's the end of it there. So they tried to ram the car, get her out of there, and attacked her. Uh, so again, I reiterate my point. Do you think there would be uh, news if there was a black postal woman worker that were attacked by white women who tried to steal her st uh, the stimulus checks that she, that she carried, right? Uh, I, think, I, think, I think so. Um, but uh, if we listen to Kamala Harris... Then uh, apparently it's a uh, it's a crisis of systemic racism uh, against Black women in the uh, U.S. Here's uh, here's Kamala Harris. This week is Black Maternal Health Week, and make no mistake, Black women in our country are facing a maternal health crisis. Black women are two to three times more likely to die in connection with childbirth than other women, and it is important to note that Native women are 2.3 times more likely to die from pregnancy-related causes than white women. We know the primary reasons why. Systemic racism, Systemic right? racial inequities. There we go. And implicit bias. Sure. And the consequences are both very real. Many of the women in this room have experienced them firsthand, and as the ambassador said, we will hear their stories, which they speak with great courage, given the pain that they have experienced. So I guess that means that doctors are intentionally uh, murdering black women as they deliver. It, wh what else can it be, right? What else can it be? Um, in many regards, what I've read regarding that too is the sheer size uh, of the babies, which is one of the reasons uh, why there is a, a discrepancy in the statistics uh, on that front, right? There's other reasons too, and I don't know all the different reasons, but that's one one that I've heard. But it's this idea that it's like it's an intentional murder campaign 
by the, the white system, right? Uh, to make sure that these women die during uh, pregnancy or childbirth or something like that, which which I think is ridiculous and, in fact, uh, dangerous and uh, irresponsible to put out this message. Because what happens? Hatred against white people happens. And people go out and do violence against white people because they think they intentionally are, are, are out to kill them, right? This is dangerous uh, stuff. Uh, and, and the same thing, actually, uh, oh, and I forgot. But let's do this real quick. I forgot the... I think it was. Um, let me see here. It was uh, Davy Crocker. Was it that linked up two of them? We I, I posted about the Dante Wright thing over. I forget which day it was, but he. Uh, let me show you these screenshots because it's, it's right to do here with Kamala Harris and stuff like that. Uh, Davy Crocker said regarding that clip we looked at earlier. Uh, I do think female cop was irrational, yelling taser and made a mistake. Uh, and the good altar boy was a moron for fleeing again, right? He has been fleeing multiple times. But here we see two women pouring gasoline all over uh, the place for a mob to light the match to, right? Uh, so here's Rashida Talib. Again, it's this idea, and I'm playing it because we talked, or showing this because we talked about Kamala and like how irresponsible they are, right? Rashida Talib says, it wasn't an accident regarding um, Dante Wright being shot. Policing in our country is inherently and intentionally racist. Dante Wright was met with aggression and violence, but he, he tried to flee. He tried to get away. There was a warrant out for his arrest, and he tried to flee the scene. I am done with those who condone government-funded murder. No more policing, incarceration, and militarization. I can't be reformed. Totally fine. Don't worry about it. It's, it's totally not uh, exaggerating the situation or, as uh, Crockle says, David Crockle says, uh, pouring gasoline on, on a raging fire. Uh, here's Kamala Harris. Prayers are not enough. Dante Wright should, be, should still be with us. While an investigation is underway, our nation needs justice and healing. And Dante's family needs to know why their child is dead. They deserve answers. Uh, prayers are not enough, right? Um, so, yeah, that's what we're looking at. Uh, completely irresponsible, completely irresponsible attitude. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's do this one real quick here. Or real quick, I, I do have a little bit on this. Actually, I want to play to a clip in this one. But um, uh, is the U.S. finally leaving Afghanistan? Remember, it was, it was Trump that began uh, began the process here, uh, and to his credit, uh, he didn't start any new wars. He dropped a couple of bombs on Syria, but he was the one who, especially towards the end, remember. He was shifting out certain uh, military positions to put people in place, military personnel in place that would be favorable towards pulling out the troops from places like Afghanistan, Iraq, and some other areas too, right? Um, and now, of course, this is being the ball is being you know is in Biden's court now because of the uh, of the uh, the coup, right? And so now, of course, he's going to take uh, take credit for this as they continue uh, to uh, uh, the process of, of pulling out of Afghanistan. I still have my doubts that they will will do it. I saw a couple of reports, and I think it was even an interview in this story down below. Yeah, that's right. It was this one um, from one bozo, Michael O'Hanlon from the Brookings Institution. I always thought it was the Brookings Institute. Did they change the name, or did I have, or always did I always have that wrong? Anyway. Brookings, right? A big geopolitical. It's one of these, you know, think tank string pullers, kind of in the background. They're 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 out there. They're known, so it's not you know it's not that bad. But but they're they're quite vocal about their neoconish attitude when it comes to war and stuff like that. Uh, but he basically said it's premature to pull out the troops, and it shouldn't be done. And what what's the reason? Uh, just because it's twenty years uh, after nine eleven is coming up, was was the reason why they went into Afghanistan to hunt the Taliban, right? 
uh, a big uh, bogus story. It was it was uh, drug drugs, uh, pipe oil pipelines, and as we've learned, consequently too, one a massive um, mineral uh, deposit under the mountains uh, in uh, around Kabul, which is one of the reasons it was just miraculously the um, was it the uh, what are they called the the engineers the the army of engineer corps or what, what are they called did a um, uh, a scan or like they they did a reading from high altitude over this area a few weeks before they went in or something like that and found just amazing amount of mineral deposits and material and you know things that you know mica like all these things that you can use in like high end electronics and stuff like that right. So I was thought that that was the reason, and the Taliban stuff was was the bullshit because we know who did nine uh, eleven. But uh, you can't you can't you can't talk about that. Uh, anyway, before we look at the clip here too, uh, B over on Entropy Stream says a car is a deadly weapon, so technically police have a right to use deadly force. Yeah, if he's getting into the car, he could have driven over someone, and of course he crashed into another vehicle. What happened? To, they didn't even mention that. Did he kill another person? Did he maim them? Did he severely injure them? Uh, again, if this was a, as a, a white person doing this, it would there would be no riots. It would be totally legitimate, and there would be no other uh, reason for uh, every everyone would agree, right, that that was the right thing to do. Uh, I'm a gay op on uh, D Live. Donates a ninja genie. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Uh, Raw dog material received a sub from Silosopher. Thank you for that, Silosopher. Appreciate that. Very kind of you. Uh, but yeah, so the headline here is. Is it time to end America's longest war? Biden announces U.S. troops to leave Afghanistan by September 11th. And I have the that's two timestamps I have here in the video. Um, but yeah, the U.S. invaded. We can start that up while we. The U.S. invaded Afghanistan nearly 20 years ago. Um, after September 11th, the terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center and the Pentagon. The wars in Afghanistan, Iraq, and Syria have cost U.S. taxpayers more than. 1.57 trillion collectively since September 11, 2001. What has the what have these wars brought? What have they done? What good are they? Right? It's amazing that they're uh, that they even uh, dare to uh, to 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 post that. I think I had that another uh, article about that too. What have what have it? What has the wars in Afghanistan given us or something? Right? Um, but we're gonna listen. Let me see. Let me go forward here around the six minute mark here. Uh, which is the kind of the highlights of what he's talking about here. Let me go forward a bit more here. Where are we? Six minutes? Yeah, right around here somewhere. Here we go. The plan has long been in together, out together. U.S. troops as well as forces deployed by our NATO allies and operational partners will be out of Afghanistan before we mark the 20th anniversary of that heinous attack on September 11th. But but will not take our eye off the terrorist threat. We'll of course reorganize our counterterrorism uh, capabilities. It's shifted to uh, America internally. That's why they're doing this. They're just they're done with the Taliban. They couldn't defeat them either. Isn't this what isn't this what happened at the end of the Roman Empire? You know, they fought battle after battle after battle and they just they just couldn't win it. There's no morale left. There's no there's nothing left. It's just a tired old um run-down system which is slowly being eaten from within like a like a worm has nestled its way into the core of the apple and now it's beginning to rot from the inside out um and i'm talking about the system around the american empire and stuff like that too uh or the american empire it's it's like the same it's the same issue that's happening it's it's amazing it, it's you know all these empires started to uh, 
bring in slaves, right? That started to ethnically replace themselves, uh, 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 fetishizing, fetishizing rather um, the um, well. At that time, if you talk about the Roman Empire, the barbarians from the outsides and things like that, right? Uh, they were like, oh, they have a vigor which uh, we have lost. <laughs> right? Anyway, let's uh, listen a bit more here. And the substantial assets in the region to prevent reemergence of terrorists with a threat to our homeland from over the horizon. We'll hold the Taliban accountable for its commitment not to allow any terrorist to threaten the United States or its allies from Afghan Yeah, because that's the big issue, the Taliban. The Afghan right now. government has made that commitment to us as well. And we'll focus our full attention on the threat we face today. In my direction, my team is refining our national strategy. All right. So that's kind of it. That's that's the announcement here. Before September 11th, even on May, I think you talked about earlier that they were planning on, uh, Trump had planned on having being pulled out fully by May 1 or something like that, I think. And uh, they're, they're going to basically kind of do that. It's going to draw, draw out a little bit, right? Uh, but yeah, here's the uh, the... It says Washington was this Washington Post? I think it was. What did the U.S. get for two trillion in Afghanistan? Now the story here said one point five seven. That's half of a trillion more, and they're not even including the Iraq War here, just the Afghanistan War. So I'm not sure who's lying. If it's CNBC that's lying with the numbers, uh, or if it's uh, Washington Post. Technically, we can't trust either, but you get my point. Um, two trillion. Uh, I should show that uh, the mineral map later that they found before they uh, went into Afghanistan. It's uh, quite revealing. But one thing to note, too, in the clip here, the the difference between the start, the energy of the start of the clip versus if you go for, if you go back. L l listen here. You, you'll notice what I'm saying. L listen when it comes in here. Go, ma'am. I'm speaking to you today from the Roosevelt, the treaty room in the White House, the same spot where on October of 2001. Whoop. Here we go. Let me. United States military begun strikes on terrorist training camps in Afghanistan. It was just weeks, just weeks after the terrorist attack on our nation killed. Check out the energy, right? 2000. 977 innocent souls. And now let's go to the very end of the clip. This is about 15 minutes later. Listen to his delivery here. Afghanistan was never meant to be a multi-generational undertaking. We were attacked. We went to war with clear goals. We achieved those. He's tired by the end of this, folks. 15 minutes. He's, uh, he's done. He's exhausted at the end. I'm not sure if the, it's the mask or not. Come on, play. May God protect our troops. May God bless all those families. Verse at the beginning again. I wanted to root out Al-Qaeda to prevent future terrorist attacks against the United States planned <laughs> from Afghanistan. He's gone. Our objective was clear. Anyway, you get the idea. For, check out the, and there's a numbers issue here again. We've talked about he, 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 he cannot get the numbers down. But he even he, he whips out a card, and he's done this when it comes to the corona numbers right he's constantly getting it wrong there's a half a million people that have died and you know, all this kind of stuff so so they're, they're providing him with notes and a, and a, and a, and, a, and a, with just a number on it and he still cannot get it right listen to this i've carried with me a card that reminds me of the exact number of american troops killed in iraq and afghanistan that exact number not an approximation or rounded off number because every one of those dead are sacred 
human beings who left behind entire families. Give us a number. Exact accounting of every single solitary one needs to be had. Okay, read the number. As of the day, today, there are 240, 2,488 U.S. troops and personnel who've died in operations. So this, is, this is with the notes, ladies and gentlemen. This is with having it on the paper, and it still just does not work. Uh, it's incredible. Um, so here's uh, Obama's uh, statement, too. I guess he was also, you know, again, it was like gung-ho. He, he, he got a Nobel Peace Prize and all this shit, and he just upped the level of, of uh, warfare in many of these countries. But he's like, uh, Biden has made the right decision completing the withdrawal of U.S. forces in Afghanistan today. We should pause to pay tribute to the extraordinary sacrifices of the Americans who lined up to die for Israel in our longest war as well as their families. We honor the allies who served alongside Israel and the Afghani people who have suffered so much in pursuit. He, does, he doesn't say that, but you get the point, right? So he, you know, just it's all good. Uh, don't worry about it. Uh, but but there were a couple of interesting stories um, that kind of. So try to prompt, like, don't don't leave because it will be a disaster for Jewish people in Afghanistan kind of thing. There was uh, Arab News, who did a whole article attacking Lana way back. We did a video about it. It's the most despicably cowardly uh, attempt I've ever seen, especially considering, you know, the, <laughs> these people are like out of uh, Saudi Arabia, Dubai, uh, and uh, what was the other place they had headquarters in? I forget which one, but it was like basically ethno states, right? Like they have a news organizations out of a virtually an ethno state over there in the Arab world, and they just. Uh, but it, let's attack people who advocate uh, not for uh, screwing over white people or, or uh, uh, you know, creating a situation where white people's kids are going to be you know targeted, a hated and, and and targeted, violently targeted minority in the future. That's that's the wrong thing. But anyway, they have the story here. Uh, Kabul's Jewish lion prepares to leave. Last known Afghani Jew who defied the Taliban says he has lost hopes for peace. Uh, so they did an interview with it and uh, with him, and then uh, Times of Israel picked uh, picked that one up too. Af Afghanistan's last known Jew is leaving for Israel. Zebulon Zaminitov, who tends to the country's lone synagogue fears U.S. military's promise to pull out will leave vacuum likely to be filled by the Taliban. So we'll see what they do here. There's always something that changes the, the direction of these things, and I'm still very doubtful that they will pick up and leave. And with stories like this, you kind of, you're kind of understanding what the, the geopolitical dynamics behind stuff like this, too. Uh, and it could be uh, again. It could, it could happen. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm just saying you know, the, the, could be some attack or something that you know, last minute that occurs, and like, oh well, clearly we can't, uh, you know, we can't leave. I mean, it's clear that they didn't, they couldn't win over the Taliban. They they had to sit down and negotiate with them eventually, right? But uh, but we'll see what they we'll see what the what they whip out here. Um, all right, uh, Wolves said here over on Antipostream. Um, Watch, the media is going to suddenly start caring about the Harazas in Afghanistan. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's going to be some, whether it's a, a, another, uh, is that an ethnic group? What is that? Another ethnic group or something like that? Or a specific vulnerable? Yeah, it's an ethnic group. A Persian-speaking ethnic group native to and primarily residing in the mountain regions of Hazarjat. 
in central Afghanistan. Yeah, there you go. So they always pick kind of how they picked up on the, you know, the Kurds and we have to be there to defend them. And I'm not saying it's, you know, it's, it's, it's wrong for them to want a nation state and stuff like that. But it is interesting to see in the West, in the media, how like they can advocate for like a Kurdish ethno state in, in, uh, what, uh, southern, uh, uh Syria, uh, or is it southern Turkey, northern Syria, yeah, northern Syria, I think it is in Iraq, northern Iraq. Um, and that's fine. That's uh, and I think it's fine. It's not that right, but it's like, but then it's like the worst crime ever if uh, if any European uh, person of European descent advocates for the same, right? Um, okay, so I guess we while we're on the topic, then we can go into this issue with uh, what happened to Tucker. Um, it was he did his original original report, I think, on fr was it Friday, where he talked about uh, replacement, and he said it's nothing to do with race, which of course is a is a misrepresentation. I think he knows. I think most people know. I think his team that wrote the story knows, but they kind of preemptively try to defend themselves against these accusations that oh, it's not about race; it's about the voting rights of the people, right? Because if you import a whole new voting uh, voting uh, population then your vote will not matter as much, right? Um, although that's true, what what does it what does a mo vote voting rights matter if you're being ethnically if your people are being purged, ethnically cleansed and replaced and you're losing your country and your kids are not going to be able to have a country which which belongs to them. Uh, I think that's a little bit more important than your ability to vote for some for some dumb party that will do something or not do something for you. Uh, and usually it's they will never do something for you. Uh, but anyway, so that's the the thing. Then the ADL fired back. This is white supremacy. This is you know we covered in the Weekend Warrior show. But now apparently, in a shocking twist to the story, uh, one thousand five hundred rabbis have now gone on to uh, charged ADL, uh, blast blasting the ADL for calling Fox News to fire Tucker Carlson. Uh, Lachlan Murdoch, the CEO of Fox Corporation, wrote ADL that Fox News will not be firing Carlson over allegations that he endorsed replacement theory, a white supremacist conspiracy. <laughs> but we've proven time and time again that this is happening. It's intentional. There are groups that have been working towards this for years, right? Uh, and now it's beginning to show. It's finally beginning to manifest itself, right? Uh, and we showed the the many of the screenshots of the of the Weekend Warrior show. So check that out if you want to have more details about that. We, we've, we've proved it many times. Everyone knows it. Uh, they know it. But they're trying to pretend that you can't talk about it. It's a crime to if you, if you try to address it. Uh, you're the criminal and you're the dangerous conspiracy theory because if you believe this or, or, or talk about that this is the case, then it will lead to uh, violent assaults and attacks uh, on partially those who are behind uh, doing the replacement, which of course is, is dumb and nonsensical. If, the, if you want to take that standard uh, as, the, um, as the golden rule, then Kamala Harris shouldn't be able to uh, blame um, structural racism on, on these kinds of issues of why, why black women die. Uh, because that's going to create hate, hatred and resentment and ultimately violence against uh, people of European descent, or against white people, right? Um, so that's bullshit. But uh, so apparently the, the, some, of the, some of the rabbis came out in, in uh, support here of Tucker, which is kind of interesting. In response to ADL's call on Fox News to fire host Tucker Carlson, the Coalition for Jewish Values, never heard of them, CJW. Imagine my shock. There's another, there's another Jewish organization that I uh, haven't heard about. Uh, who knew? I, I thought uh, I thought I knew all the five hundred thousand of them, but uh, there you go. Uh, but anyway, they then 
uh, wrote a letter on Tuesday calling out the organizations for its grossly misplaced charges of anti-Semitism. The letter was supported by 1,500 traditional Orthodox rabbi, rabbis who informed ADL CEO Jonathan Greenblatt that Alice, the ADL, has become markedly partisan under your leadership. And now, of course, that is true. But if it wasn't partisan under Fo Abe Foxman, uh, I I do not know uh, what to uh, what to say about that. But uh, all right, we'll take it. Uh, if this can create some kind of internal division and charges against the ADL, uh, good good stuff, right? Uh, I was looking for that highest screenshot. I think we had that um, where you have something similar, where about fifteen hundred or maybe two thousand rabbis rabbis they signed the letters to bring in refugees uh, into. Um, I think it was into America at that point, right? But you have a lot of these activities by organizations like Israel or Paidia in Sweden and stuff like that. But yeah, I thought I had that that highest uh, screenshot. But I'll look for it later. Anyway, the ADL called for uh, Tucker Carlson to be fired. Yeah, here it is. I, I found it. Let me pull this in real quick here. Um, because in a segment on the right-wing news cable channel last week, Carlson endorsed the idea that there is coordinated campaign to replace the population of the United States with immigrants from the third world. But that's kind of what that's kind of what's happening now, isn't it? Um, and of course, he proved it and backed that up. But that doesn't matter. Just don't cover um, those claims. Just don't talk about it. Here's the screenshot I was thinking about, too. This is from Hayas here. Uh, actually, this is one right here. Um, 1,500 rabbis support welcoming refugees, right? So it's because of um, anti-white hatred that is leading to white people uh, not wanting to reproduce. They end up hating themselves, that you hate yourself for being white. It's um, it's nerdy to be white. It's not cool, you know, things like that. Uh, and that, I'm sure, contributes psychologically to lower birth rates among whites. And then you advocate for uh, open borders and massive amounts of, uh, you know, uh, immigrants from the third world and other places that are, have a high uh, replacement uh, level, right? A high fertility rate. Uh, then eventually that's what's going to happen. You're going to have... Uh, you're going to have a replacement of the population. And that's why now over... Uh, what is it? I'm looking for another screenshot. I should pull in all of these ahead of time. But uh, but under 15s in uh, under 15 years of age in the U.S. is uh, something like 50% are now non-white, right? I remember here. Uh, let me see if I can find that screenshot. It's 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 worth to mention these again because it's just it's it's funny when they try to dispute this and it's not really happening and all that kind of stuff. I'll find it later here. I I, uh, I had it, um, but it's loading a bit, so I'll pull that in later. But anyway, so it's. So it's happening, right? We show the Guardian articles and all this kind of stuff for many, many times. Uh, this is this is what they're doing, um, and uh, and there's many different organizations and many different religious groups. There's many different, you know, and things like that. But they particularly try to say that if you try to say that it's highest, which is the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society, if they, if you talk about the fact that they are advocating for this, which which that screenshot I showed you from comes from, right? The highest, you see the logo down in the bottom left there. Um, then that's virtually a crime, and you shouldn't be allowed to do that because that's going to lead, uh, you know, to violence and, and things like that, which which is is uh, is ridiculous, right? Um, we read a bit more here. The conspiracy theory that Jews are orchestrating a great replacement of white Westerners with non-white immigrants is popular among white supremacists. Okay, well, is it is it true? That's the that's the sentence that should matter here. Is it true or is it not? They're trying to say because the because the because the wrong people say something, 
that automatically makes makes the claim wrong, and that's not how that's not how uh, uh, reason and facts and logic works, uh, right? But and then they go on to and fueled interesting word the 2018 Pittsburgh synagogue shooting among other attacks. On ADL's blog, the organization wrote that the alt-right has gone from relative obscurity to being one of the United States' most visible extremist movements. However, the CJW, CJV's letter rather, uh, mentioned that the ADL's focus on these right-wing neo-Nazis as the core source of anti-Semitism neglects radical Islam, uh, here we go, and the democratic and college progressive movements which are just as dangerous. Uh, they're seeing some infighting. Uh, well, I'll take it. Uh, I'll take it. The letter traditionally attacked the ADL for lending credibility to American civil rights activists uh, and host of MSNBC Al Sharpton, who expressed his regrets privately to Jewish leaders for the incendiary rhetoric that helped fuel the deadly Crown Heights riots in 1991. All right. You get the idea, right? All right, so we're going to look at a clip a little bit here, a little later, uh, which is quite, uh, actually quite telling regarding um, kind of where this is going. And it's, it's, it's worth covering with all these things on up, you know, in the media and stuff like that. It's, it's well worth uh, uh, playing clips like that. I think it's uh, Ted, what was his name again? The, so he's a pastor, Ted, it will come to me in a moment here, but uh, Ted something uh, that is doing a presentation on the Talmud and some of the consequences of... Uh, kind of the religious um, mythology or, 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 or that following the scriptures uh, vehemently by a lot of these orthodox groups uh, is leading to a lot of this turmoil that we're now uh, witnessing because they believe that when they have eradicated the Amalek, and there's people like Adam Green talk about this all the time, of course, on his show, um, he, he detailed this in you know virtually every stream and, and video he does, he details uh, this and the reality of it. Uh, but the uh, the Gentiles, the, uh, the Goyim, need to be um, removed, not only replaced, that's the first step, but in a way, if you if you replace them first, right, uh, you have effectively removed them. Uh, but they're removing us because that's also part of a, of a um, prophecy uh, that they have, that they will be, you know, peace on earth, and it will be creating this, uh, you know, Israel as the, as the number one, you know, nation on earth and things, things like that. Uh, but before I play that, I wanted to mention a couple of a couple of quick uh, other links that I came across, and I wanted to go through them in more detail at a later point. Uh, just don't have the time right now, but it all ties together. We've talked about uh, you know 9/11, then Afghanistan pulling out of there and stuff like that. And it was a, a book here uh, out of Germany that revives 9/11 as a business model, which is kind of interesting. And that's what we talked about too, and that's why I brought that up with the Af Afghanistan being. Uh, you know, this rich um, country with minerals and stuff like that, and, and you have a lot of other um, assets in the country, geopolitically, the location and things like that. Uh, many of these wars, of course, are to the benefit of Israel as well, taking out their competition effectively in the region uh, and having America fighting these wars and then Germany pay, pay, paying money to Israel. Israel, U.S. Do, does as well, of course. Um, nearly 20 years after 9-11, this is es Pablo Escobar. I had him on the show once who wrote this. Uh, nearly 20 years after 9-11, Germany and the German-speaking world are being hit by a formidable 1-2, a groundbreaking study by gifted independent financial journalist Lars Schall. I've heard of him before. 
Danken wir dir Feind. 20 Jahren Ausschnassmusdandes. Sorry, that's, that's too long for me. Uh, 9-11 und die Geopolitical des Terrors, right? Uh, translating to Thinking Like the Enemy. 20 years State of Emergency. 9-11 and the Geopolitics of Terror uh, is being published uh, in Germany as two books. The first one, The Oil, the Dollar and the Drugs, is out this week. Volume 2 will be out next week. Noam Pins, formerly from Goldman Sachs, has described Schall's investigation of 9-11 uh, insider trading as stunning. Marshall Arbrock, researcher at the Levy Institute in the U.S., noted how, quote, most of the mainstream media still refuse to tackle the broader, more controversial aspects of the 9-11 tragedy. I'm sure this potentially doesn't talk maybe about that one country that was involved uh, quite heavily when it comes to 9-11. Uh, but what are you going to do? I'm talking about Luxembourg, of course. Uh, Schall adds, he, uh, he adds, proves, provides a healthy corrective. A sample of Schall's work already published at the Sakers blog is this interview on 9-11 terror trading, right? There's all this insider trading. People knew ahead of time they're placing money in the right places or took it out of the right places and stuff like that. So this is something important. I'm going to go into uh, Schall's work a bit more in the future, maybe... Maybe he's up for interviews, I'm not sure. Maybe Pablo Escobar would uh, wanting to come back. And we can talk about it in more detail. But I wanted to show you to you quickly, too, because uh, there's another aspect to it, the financial aspect of how these bankers and a lot of these companies uh, made an incredible amount of money on it. And this is not even talking about the, the racket post 9-11, the, um, from the security at the airports and all these kinds of things and, and how it's just changed everything uh, consequently, right? And, and it's now the reason why uh, we basically can't make, uh, can't make a move, right? Um, Kissinger talked, uh, also made an interesting uh, comment here, more from Zero Hedge. Uh, this is um, back in uh, about a week ago. Kissinger warns Washington, accept new global system or face a pre-World War I geopolitical situation, uh, which is kind of interesting. With the White House continually provoking tensions against Russia and China, the doyen of American foreign policy, Henry Kissinger dramatically warned Washington last week to either agree to a new international system or continue pushing tensions that are leading to a similar situation to the eve of World War I. Uh, he said here, if you imagine the world commits itself to an endless competition based on the dominance of whoever is superior at the moment, then a breakdown of the order is inevitable. And I would argue that the breakdown of, of, of the order is even part of the, of the game plan, right? Uh, that's how they're doing it. Um, let me go back. I'm going to do a couple of your, uh, of your DLive chats here too, guys. Sorry, I'm a bit behind on that. Uh, but uh, anyway, Will Sanchez, and the consequences of a breakdown would be catastrophic. Now, I think they could use that to their advantage and we might as well see something like that. But I guess if they could... If they could reshape the world without this conflict and the, the, the cumbersome, bothersome issue of wars and people fighting and stuff, I, I think that maybe they would settle with that. Now, they make a lot of money on wars, too, of course. Uh, but it's an, it's an interesting point uh, because he brings up Russia and stuff like that, too. Uh, and I'm going to uh, talk about Ukraine here in a moment because uh, they're pushing NATO membership on Ukraine, which is... Which is just insane, right? Uh, anyway, I'm Gay Op, donated a diamond a bit earlier here. Thank you for that. Defective Goyen with a diamond says, uh, Britain will be non-white majority by 2050. Uh, that's right. We've shown uh, those headlines many times. The Guardian, other papers uh, have documented this. Uh, at this point, fact, if all the statistics as they currently stand holds up, uh, then that's, well, what it will, uh, that's what it will be. Uh, 
Um, here's the here's the headline here. Again, this is Brookings, right? I talked about Brookings earlier, Brookings Institution. They had this headline back in 2019, June. Less than half of U.S. children under 15 are white, census shows. If that's not replacement, what is, right? Uh, defective Goyim. Uh, no, we did that one. Thank you. Uh, Caustic uh, with a diamonds has been following you since before 2012. Love you, Henrik. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you for uh, the support and thank you for following. Defective Goyim with a diamond. France, non-white majority by 2050. Yeah, it seems to be 2050 is like the... That, that, that's what they're aiming for. They probably prefer to do it sooner, to be honest, but I think we're going to see some uh, changes um, in that prediction. But um, who knows? I might be wrong. Uh, Defective Goim says as well, ta uh, kosher tax bring, brings in billions for the ADL. This cert does, certainly does. I'm not sure who, if, if uh, I, I would assume that those, the tax is something that later on is donated to the ADLs. Remember, they, they make millions on, on pushing the, the phony you know, hate crimes and stuff like that all the time and bringing up our, yet another wave of anti-Semitic attacks, you know, give us more money, right? That's what that's the ADL's business model. But they also managed to change a lot of things politically. Uh, they have a lot of control, a lot of control. All right, so here, <coughs> excuse me, here's a clip I wanted to play. Um, CNN, unprecedented footage shows frontline of Ukrainian conflict with Russia. Now, listen, there's always a there's always a, a hook, there's always an ulterior motive why they do these kinds of videos. And in this regard, it's to get the U.S. to go along uh, with the plan, which is to give Ukraine more weapons and start a war with Russia. And they also want them to go into joining NATO membership, uh, which is insane if you ask me, but it doesn't, it, I, I don't put this past them. If people who are you know, pro-Ukrainian nationalism are backing the propaganda because they think Russia is the aggressor when it comes to these kinds of videos. You're sadly misinformed. This is not this is not how how Ukraine is going to attain some kind of national identity or ethnic identity. I, I think, in fact, with the deeper clause of NATO and the military presence in Ukraine and them getting closer to the EU and stuff like that, it's going to bring Ukraine down the path of the rest of the Western European nations, which is. Uh, you know, global homo within two decades, you know, LGBTQ and then population replacement and the migration wave is just shortly after. So don't fall for it and don't think that, oh, we got to, you know, we got to help our Ukrainian brother. That's not what they mean when they do this. They're not, this is not what they're talking about. They're talking about takeover of Ukraine, using them to start another uh, brother's war with uh, with Russia, right? But anyway, look at this clip here. This is um, a video, uh, remarkable stuff here. To the front lines in eastern Ukraine and a simmering conflict with Russian-backed rebels. Once again, the focus of US concern. As tensions with Russia ratchet higher, CNN has gained this unprecedented access to the Ukrainian president on a carefully planned troop visit, flying with him fast and low to avoid ground fire. It's been a long time now. It's been seven years, this war. Yes, during seven years. And yes. how are the soldiers? Are they holding up or are they tired of this war? They are tired, of course. Like many men, you know, during seven years, it, it, it's longer than than the Second World War. Yes, you oh, see. Yeah. And, and it's World terrible. War Two. Longer than the Second. But with its complex network of dank, muddy trenches, this so-called line of contact, in some places just a few dozen yards from the enemy, looks more like the First World War. 
I mean, we've entered this warren of, of trenches that have been dug along the front line. I can tell you, I mean, it's, it's like being thrown back to the early 20th century and the, and the Great War. Yeah, dang. So I've not right. seen anything like this in modern warfare. But this is modern. The reality of confrontation with Moscow and its proxies. Is there a chance that the Russians could be planning an invasion? Of course. Of course, <laughs> we know it. Uh, beginning from 2014, we know that it can be, it can be anyway, each day, it yeah. can be. So they are ready and, but, but we are also ready because we are on our, on our land, on our territory. Oh, this is, is why Israel's Ukraine, territory? the US <clears throat> and the Western allies are so alarmed. Amid growing tensions, a dramatic build-up of Russian forces near the Ukrainian border and in Crimea. Cell phone footage has emerged of armoured columns like this one and of military hardware being transported by rail towards the border. Ukrainian military officials tell CNN they estimate more than 50,000 Russian troops and now massive for no reason whatsoever right exercise not a threat right they say it's an exercise but back at the line of contact there's already been a deadly upsurge in sniper fire more than 20 soldiers killed say ukrainian officials so far this year and out here even the president runs the gauntlet we've got to run for it right yes run okay all right come on let's go so we're very close now, aren't <laughs> this we? Is so, this is so Separatist. gay. <laughs> oh my God, here it is. We have to run here in this, this. are you ready? Look at this, it's, uh, it's so dumb, right? But we'll talk about Zelensky in a moment here, but uh, look at this. runs the gauntlet. We've got to run He's, for it, right? Yes, run. Okay. Run. We're going to run for it, right? <laughs> yes, yes, run. He's out there on the, he's out there on the front lines, you know, uh, increasing morale, yeah. right? You know. Even the president runs the gauntlet. <laughs> We've got to run for it, right? Yes, run. Okay. Run. All right. Come on, let's go. Let's go. <sighs> so we're very close now, aren't we? British reporter, CNN. Oh, there's totally not a, there's totally nothing behind reports like this. It's just, it's completely organic and, uh, and you know, completely sincere. To the separatists. The separatists. I thought they're fighting Russia. Are, are they calling Russia separatists? Is that what's happening here? Am I, am I missing something? Am I, what's going on? That was amazing. That was amazing. <laughs> that was a, that was amazing. <laughs> what 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 are you gonna say? Like, is that was amazing? I don't know. I don't know about you guys. Is this is this? Let's look at it one more time. Sorry, I, I'm kind of beating this dead horse here. But was the ch chat one if it was amazing, and uh, two if it was uh, fake and gay? Even the president runs the gauntlet. We've got to run for it, right? Yes, run. Okay. Run. All right, come on, let's go. <laughs> oh, yeah, the camera's ready. It's ahead of us. So we're the, very close the camera now, did, aren't we? The camera yeah. stands in front of us with his back towards, uh, you know, us. So potentially where he could be shot in the in the back of the head. But, you know, it's important to look at the camera and then run. The separatists. The separatists. Do you guys know what he's talking about? The separatist? That was amazing. <laughs> what the fuck? 
What's happening? What's happening here? So we've come so close now to the front line yeah. between Ukrainian forces and the Russian-backed separatists mm -hmm. that President Zelensky and I just had to run through the open ground mm -hmm. to get to this cover because the situation is so volatile, yeah. so potentially dangerous here. Yeah. Elected two years ago on a promise of ending this conflict, something he's failed to achieve. President Zelensky says he risks these hotspots, as he calls them, to show his frontline soldiers they have political support. But what Ukraine really needs, he says, is more assistance from Washington. That's right. More weapons, more money, and crucially, more backing to join NATO. The uh, so there you have it. Now, now you know, and it's and it's right back where we left off before Trump took office. I, I don't know why could, they couldn't do this. It was not part of the game, game plan. Trump was not in on this, or was it? Why, why? Why did they take a break? Why? What happened? Biden is back, right back to square one, or you know where where we left off, basically, right? Ukraine is building up, military militarizing. Uh, threatening you know, Russia, and then Russia responds by sending more of their troops to the border. And then they say, look at what Russia, Russia is an aggressor. Look at what they're doing. Now, I, I don't think Russia is, you know, super based and whatever. We'll look at a clip later on that, too, how, how Putin is, you know, playing, uh, I don't know, coy with, with the situation in the U.S. and stuff like that. It, it benefits them, destabilization and stuff. But, but still, they want them to join NATO. What do you think would happen then? They want more guns, more weapons. Who, who, is, who is Zelensky? He's not a Ukrainian. He's of Jewish origin. Uh, Vladimir Zelensky, right? And it says so on Wikipedia, right down there, if you look. Jewish male comedians. Look at that. He's a Jewish male comedian, a male actor, male screenwriter. Uh, he's also a Jewish Ukrainian comedian, a Jewish Ukrainian actor. Uh, and then he turned president of the Ukraine. It's it's to This is totally not... Uh, fake and gay whatsoever. It's only he totally has Ukraine's interest at heart, and uh, and you know he he'll be he'll be good for Ukraine. There's totally not a you know victor continuation of Victoria Newlands, you know the U.S. State Department's uh, agenda uh, that we saw back in 2014, 2015 playing out and not continuing and ratching up here uh, in uh, in Ukraine. They they want these countries to go to war and to kill each other. That's what they want, and they're using people like Zelensky. Uh, to help push this through. Western military alliance. Supportive words from President Biden, he says, are simply no longer enough. Now nah, we need hardware. Send Ukraine the web, send the guns. More than words. That is the second. The third one. Can I, I, can I just ask a follow-up yes, on yes, that? Yes. You, you understand, don't you, that if Ukraine were to be given NATO membership, yeah. that might make the conflict in this country even worse. It would infuriate Moscow. I can, I, I can. I, I can tell you, I can answer you. Maybe you are right, but what now is going on? What we do here, what our people do here, they fight. So what can be in the future? I don't know, but we, we have independent country and we decide where to be or where not to be. <clears throat> so we're, 
we're an independent country, uh, so let's join NATO. Well, that, that makes sense. That's uh, that's totally. He didn't even answer that, by the way, uh, which was, I guess, a slightly good question from the reporter here. Like, do you understand if you like NATO membership and all this stuff? And this has been going on forever, right? All the color revolutions in these uh, Russian former Soviet, you know, uh, countries, right? The satellite states and stuff like that. Georgia. And, uh, uh, you know, all, all these neighboring countries, uh, I can't even remember all of them, but it was like one after another that's fallen, right? We've played the clips from Russian godfathers many times. Um, Boris uh, Berzovsky, right? He was ended up being uh, found dead in his home. Interesting. But they've been, tr they've been trying so hard to rope in every uh, former Soviet Union, uh, you know, country and turn them against Russia, right? And NATO membership has always been a huge part of this. Uh, get them involved in NATO. And let these forces sink their claws fully uh, into a country like Ukraine. To be or not to be, you remember Shakespeare. That is, as they say, the question. Or rather, how much US support can the Ukrainian president now expect in the running drama being played out in this theatre of war? <sighs> yeah, theatre. CNN on the front lines. A bunch of there's a bunch of actors uh, in this theater, isn't there? It's, I always find the, the terminology kind of interesting here. But yeah, there's a there's definitely one uh, definitely one actor that's involved in in uh, in something. God, this thread just goes and goes. Uh, definitely one actor that goes involved uh, or, or, or plays a big part in 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 this ones uh, in in this uh, in this show uh, in this theater. Okay, anyway, you get the idea, right? Uh, which, who are these forces? What do they want to do? Why do they want NATO membership? Is this going to lead to a worse situation for actual Ukrainians and things like that? And, you know, we've, uh, excuse me, <laughs> we've talked uh, in the past um, many times uh, against uh, or, or about rather like U.S., uh, you know, military involvement. Uh, I'm going to pull up a couple of screenshots here. Uh, did I not do that one? I did this one. We could talk about people like uh, Wesley Clark, for example, right? I had another one. Let me pull that in real quick, too. Uh, was that Thomas? Let me see here. What was that? It was the... Let me, let me search for Thomas real quick here. Uh, it is... Uh, yeah, Thomas Barnett. That's right. He's one of the guys. But then also Wesley Clark, right, who a, is a retired NATO general... Um, he became the Supreme Allied Commander Europe back in 1997, right? And he has some of these interesting comments um, regarding how he views the, the at the time, you know, the Balkan Wars and stuff. And uh, we, you know, we uh, Serbia and uh, uh, you know Croatia, Kosovo, Bosnia. That's been brought up a couple of times again in the past. But uh, this is what he had to say regarding regarding this. This is this is what they've done to NATO, NATO countries. Right? We're talking about the stay behind armies in the U.S. and uh, in the, in Europe rather after the Second World War and things like that. NATO became a big part of that, and then the, the U.S. military. And again, who's running the military in the U.S.? Right? What interests are running the military? It's not the American people that's running the U.S. military. But one of their big campaigns have been to ethnically replace the population or mix out the population to remove them from any kind of uh, competition, essentially, right? Um, so this is what he said uh, it's, it's a, quite a few years ago now still, but, but I still think it stands. Let's not forget what the origin of the problem is. There is no place in modern Europe for ethnically pure states. That's a 19th century idea 
and what we're trying to transition into the 21st century, and we are going to do it with multi-ethnic states. There's other quotes um, we'll read from Thomas Barnett. Now, he's uh, wrote a book called The Pentagon's New Map. Uh, this is back in, uh, I forget what year this was released, right? Now, this screenshot's kind of, a, someone did a meme of this here, and uh, it, it says that he's Jewish there, but he's, as far as I've been able to find out, he's not, so I don't know if they do that to muddy the water or whatever. Um, but whatever, Wesley Clark is, and there wasn't anything mentioned about that. Wesley Clark is, that we talked about earlier, uh, but nothing was tied in regarding that for that situation. But anyway, here's what someone uh, pulled out of his book here, right? Uh, they said, the ultimate goal is the forcible coordination of all countries of the world that shall be achieved by mixing the races with the goal to create a light brown race in Europe. Sounds like the Kalergi plan, basically, right? For that reason, 1.5 million immigrants from the third world shall migrate to Europe every year. The result would be a population with an average IQ of 90 that is so dumb to grasp anything but intelligent enough to work. The European countries would never again be competitors in the struggle for, glo for global domination and a multiple millennia old culture would be destroyed. Irrational people who will fight against this mingling of races and put up any resistance against the global or order should be killed. Now he's the um, director of the Israeli military consultancy uh, Vicky Strat, uh, and he wrote this in his book, The Pentagon's New Map from 2004, it says at the bottom there. So some interesting uh, interesting takes regarding uh, Pentagon and NATO, the military brass in the U.S. and what's, what some of their agenda has been, right? There was even a quote, I think, from one of his... Uh, oh, there's a screenshot. I guess we can show that too. The screenshot of uh, Wesley Clark there, so you understand like his background and why he has... When he says something like this, it holds weight, it, it holds some power, right? Uh, but the uh, it was a customer review, review here from the Pentagon's new map as well, where they pulled out uh, some of these quotes regarding how he's how they're working towards a, uh, uh, a replacement, basically, of the Euro European population. Uh, Thomas Barnett. Uh, so interesting stuff. But um, okay, so here's the here's the uh, the clip here that I mentioned earlier. Let me just double check and see if there's any chats I need to take real quick here. Uh, B over on Anthropocene says, looking on the bright side, maybe civilization will fall before the machines take over. Um, yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think a situation like we had in the past uh, in the future will be necessarily uh, a bad thing, right? It, it will be harder uh, for sure, uh, but who who knows? Maybe that would be better overall. Um, if it goes too far with the tech stuff, then yeah, we're 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 done for. Uh, that's it. He, he, mankind is going to walk off the stage, and, the, and that'll be that, right? That will be that. Thank you, B. Appreciate it. Let me check DLive real here real quick. Um, Silosopher gifts a, a number of subs. Thank you, Silosopher. Appreciate that. Um, GG Cash got one of those. Um, Brad C is gifted one-month sub as well to Pointy100. Thank you for that. Silosopher also gives to 14 Reasons and to Kerry Ray and to... Uh, Mick Fluxter, I think it is. Uh, thank you for that. Appreciate it. Sonata for violin uh, with a diamond simply says a two. That's a, a reference to the uh, fake and gay op there in uh, in the in the Ukraine. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. All right. So here's the clip. So this is Ted. I forget his name now. Ted. Holy smoke! It will come to me. I'll look it up here. He's a he's a pastor, a preacher, right? Uh, and he used to talk about this kind of stuff with the Talmud and things like that, and it kind of ties into. Why they potentially are uh, are pushing this when it comes to the eradication of Amalek, right? These are the kind of things that that uh, 
as I said, uh, Adam Green talks about regularly. Uh, you shall obliterate the memory of Amalek, right? And the question is, is, is this what we're looking? Is it a is it a spiritual, religious cult that's behind the replacement of the European people, right? That's that's some of the uh, questions that's worth asking here. And uh, and Ted, whatever his last name is, he'll come to me in a moment. Uh, did a great video on this. And I think someone kind of tweaked it a little bit and added some screenshots and things like that too. Uh, in it, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty, pretty edgy. But I think it's, I think it's worth playing it. I think it's uh, could be important for you to know if you haven't seen this kind of material before. Uh, so let's uh, let's check out the clip, folks. We will move the American embassy to the eternal capital of the Jewish people, Jerusalem. The Talmud provides a frightening scenario of events leading up to Jewish world conquest. For the past 2,000 years, the Ted Talmud Pike. has been the greatest legal Thank you. and spiritual... That's right. Ted Pike, um, Macrobius, says in chat. Thank you for that. Ted Pike. That's right. Let's keep playing. ...spiritual authority for religious Jews, far surpassing the Bible. For this reason, we must take very seriously the following definitive statement from the Talmud. It is the premise upon which Judaism's dreams of world control are established. The Talmud says in Sanhedrin 98b that God is very angry that his people, the Jews, have been persecuted. The Almighty himself bewails Israel in the power of the Gentile. God wants to destroy <laughs> the Gentiles to nope, avenge the wrongs bike. suffered by the Jews. God then asks... These, the Gentiles, are my handiwork, and so are these the Jews. How shall I destroy the former? Footnotes explain the Talmud's answer. The Israelites, having fallen, were replaced in power by the Gentiles. But on their recovery, it will be difficult to remove the Gentiles without inflicting much suffering. These troubles are generally referred to as birth pangs being the travail which precedes the birth of a new era. A new world order. The Talmud predicts that Messiah will come when darkness covers these people, meaning Gentiles and Christians. This is clarified by the footnote to Sanhedrin 99a. Thus Israel should hope for redemption because it will be a day of light to them. But why should the Gentiles, seeing that for them it will be a day of darkness? Is God entirely responsible for inflicting this suffering on Gentiles? Or does God make use of Jews to carry out his will? A cardinal tenet of Judaism is that the Jewish people are the practical, visible expression of God's will on earth, his tools toward returning the whole world to Judaic monotheism. The Talmud's encouragement also explains why Jewish media moguls are so brazen in pushing immorality and even sodomy down the throat of Christian America. They have a Talmudic duty to cooperate with God, a God who wills a time of intense confusion and immorality. Only by the collapse of Christian civilization can a better civilization follow, a Jewish kingdom of God on earth. As we have seen, when the greatest rabbis of the Talmud consider the raping and sodomizing of little girls and boys to be normal, 
it is little wonder that such perverse moral attitudes filter into the content of the Jewish film industry. I think he, I think Ted Pike, he did this back in, it's like, it's got to be, what, it's got to be maybe early, maybe early 90s or something like that. I forget, it was, I was uh, frequenting a, a site back in, it was like early 2000s. <clears throat> It was called, uh, called like Conspiracy Central or something like that. A lot of these interesting, you know, videos and clips and, uh, you know, independent research, people like Ted Pike, that was like, you know, uploaded to the, I think it was a BitTorrent site at the time or something like that, was uploaded to this site. Um, and they had, you know, you could watch through their site, I think, or something like that as well, or if just, I, I forget what the, the setup they had. It's many, many years ago. But you came across this, like, fascinating stuff, right, that you would never hear or see anywhere else. I mean, it was even, a, a, a believe it or not, a day and age when, like, you could watch, you could go down the rabbit hole on YouTube and find this fa all this fascinating, like, documentaries and independently made things. People looked at whether it was religion or conspiracy or even spiritual things and stuff, and it kind of, watching some of these, uh, you know, older clips kind of takes me back to that. This, this is fascinating. You know, you, you'll never hear independent research like this you know, much anywhere else, basically, right? And, and you know, though, that you know, there's like reg regular coverage of um, you know extremism in Christianity or even Islam to a certain extent. It's still a little bit more forbidden or whatever. But if you continue up that uh, ladder of of Abrahamic religions, uh, then it's just completely outlawed when it comes to these kinds of things. So it's it's important to to hear this. It's important to listen to this uh, and 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 get something you won't get anywhere else. Anyway, there's more of this clip. Here, so we'll, we'll continue. The Zohar, or Kabbalah, like the Talmud, is also considered to be divinely inspired by religious Jews. It says that when God will reveal himself preceding the coming of Messiah, the Gentiles will be wiped off the earth. Redemption will not be complete until Amalek, or Gentiles, will be exterminated. When these shall be exterminated, it will be as if God had made heaven and earth on that day. But before these are exterminated, the reign of the Torah will not descend, and Israel, who are compared to herbs and trees, cannot shoot up. Gentiles, the Zohar states, are not men, but beasts of the earth. At that time, man, meaning the Jews, should be unique in the world and ruler over all. I mean, again, think about it. <clears throat> think about if there was other religions that had this... Um this line, right? And had some of these this things in it. And, and some do, of course, but again, as I said, that's that's highlighted, that's brought out, that's you could talk about that and all that kind of stuff. This is completely, you know, kind of covered covered up and basically like, well, this is you can, you know, that you can't talk about. You said that's that's wrong. Imagine the psychosis of uh, uh, of thinking that like an extermination of others is going to lead to your paradise. Imagine them being part of a religion, and then like, but having that as a, like a serious tenant of it. Now it's not out in the open, of course, but uh, people like Ted Pike have, have found that out looking at some of these religious uh, scriptures. So the question is: Is it is this the is this the main driver? Of some of the events that we see, or is this, or, or is this just a is this just a sideshow that the people who believe this uh, are not able to change things or operate it, 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 you know, for for these reasons to, to to push the world in this direction that we're seeing it? Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. But the point is, um, this is crazy. If if these people can uh, alter and change things based on a religious 
uh, spiritual prophecy that they want to manifest. Again, Adam Green talks about this, you know, all the time. But uh, uh, anyway, a little bit more here from this uh, fascinating video here. Persecution is part of the suffering which those who criticize Israel must expect before the coming of Israel's golden age. Now this is interesting. Oh, and and I forgot to mention too the third the third temple. Of course, that that's like that's the linchpin in all of this too, right? To create the new paradise on earth, you need to fulfill certain things that God said, and part of that was to eradicate or exterminate Amalek, right? And then you also need uh, to recreate the the third temple. And then, uh, you know, resume with animal sacrifices and stuff like that. And apparently we're like, they are like this close to uh, recreating and building the temple. Apparently there's like a, a golden menorah already like there and in place in Jerusalem. Uh, there are people that are uh, talking about the, the design. There was even another guy, I might play that clip here in a bit too, that came up and, were, and was mentioned. I think it was a, uh, a Sephardic rabbi in Spain that kind of pulled out some of this material. He's called Jikazu Ben David, uh, who's like, he's like 30, I think he's like 33 years old now or something like that this year, 2021. And he's apparently one of these, if, if this is true, one of these frontline guys that are, are, are there to kind of like pull a lot of these forces together to finally start building the temple and stuff like that, right? Uh, apparently his dad, I think, had some mob connections. So it's kind of like, a, I guess, a Kushner of Israel or something like that. But I, And I don't know how much of that is true. I don't know if that's just a, some, a minor person. Uh, but there seems to be some activity around this uh, Jikazu. I can, I'll can have a lower third with later how you spell it. But Jikazu Ben David. Uh, and the question was, is he, is he the Messiah that's going to build the, the third temple, right? Uh, anyway, let's watch the rest of this clip first. In a sermon preached by Rabbi Leon Spitz during Purim observances, he said, The Purim Jews stood up for their lives. American Jews, too, must come to grips with our contemporary anti-Semites. We must fill our jails with anti-Semitic gangsters. We must fill our insane asylums with anti-Semitic lunatics. We must harass and prosecute our Jew-baiters to the extreme limits of the law. A fascinating book entitled The Jewish Utopia, describing Jewish world rulership, was written by Jewish author Dr. Michael Higger. It was presented by the Kala, or Council of Texas Rabbis, to the Abraham Schechter Collection at the University of Texas. It was endorsed by the founder of conservative Judaism, Abraham Schechter. This book agrees with the Talmud that the advent of the ideal era will thus be preceded by the travail of the messianic time, namely great distress, foreign invasions, confusion, and moral decline. Following that, the people of Israel will thus conquer spiritually the nations of the earth, so that Israel will be made high above all nations in praise, in name, and in glory. See, Sid, I think God is a God of restoration. He wants to restore us back to his original covenant plan. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He wants the blessings of heaven to align with earth. He wants us to produce the garden that he intended in the earth realm. 
But in the midst of it, I think we rebel against that. And with that, in America, the real issue is going to be each state's relationship with Israel. And I will bless them. Which is which is kind of interesting because that that's. You. Oh wait, that we've haven't we seen that with like Texas going, you know, staying, you know, uh, doing all this, this bullshit with Gab, right? You know, they're like the each state is taking these measures. Florida had some law with DeSantis. Now they're good on some issues like the COVID stuff, but horrible when it comes to Israel, uh, and and just the, the blind support and stuff. And it's like. You know, you're not allowed to criticize uh, Israel in certain state schools and things like that, like crazy stuff like that. So that's kind of that's panned out. That's definitely happened. Uh, check out this woman here. This is this is crazy. America, the real issue is going to be each state's relationship with Israel. And I will bless them that bless you and curse him that curses you. Uh, you don't want to be an enemy and of in Israel. And you shall all families of the earth be blessed. Yes, just just obey and you'll be blessed you're either for or against her you're one of the two the man the church the nation that blesses the state of israel the jewish people will be blessed beyond measure blessing israel doesn't just mean so well i bless you yeah you have to stand with them in the out of need for instance Canada has done some pretty good things in reference to Israel recently. God sent me to Canada with a tallit. I had a double tallit from Israel. A prayer shawl. A prayer shawl. And he said a new prayer mantle needed to come across Canada. This was five years ago. He said, you start in Vancouver. I gave it to David Damien. He took it all the way across uh, Canada. The government changed in this May issue. Canada stood and said, we will stay focused and aligned with the nation of Israel. Behind the whitened facade of such so-called... Again, like you, these are the countries where you have ethnic replacement, right? And then bring into this a conversation that ADL tried to levy against, uh, you know, Tucker Carlson. Like, how dare you talk about this crazy conspiracy theory? And then, you know, again, we covered all this in the Weekend Warrior Show, but like... It's full-on uh, advocacy, uh, advocacy for ethno-nationalism for Israel by the ADL, uh, completely out in the open. So countries like Canada and the U.S. and stuff, like they have to advocate for Israel, an ethno-nation just for them, right? Uh, but then as soon as you begin to advocate for like less immigration, <laughs> you're like you're put on the, the hate watch map and you're a dangerous uh, conspiracy theories, uh, theorist and, and bullshit like this, right? Um, the hypocrisy is just insane. It's it's on levels just beyond. Uh, but but you know, as someone brought up earlier there in chat, I think it was B or, or maybe it was uh, uh, maybe it was Lycan Warrior. I forget who brought it up, or, or maybe anyway. Like I think they're doing too much too fast. The fact that they the ADL came out so hard against Tucker, and then they're risking of kind of turning that whole you know crowd kind of against an organization like ADL. Uh, that holds so much influence and sway and power. Uh, it's a very, for them, a very dangerous thing to play with, I think. I, I, I don't know if they ever know when to stop, though. Um, the, the hubris is just not going to uh, go away. I mean, uh, they're just going to continue to push on this and call everybody names. Why they advocate for the very things that uh, people they call names advocate for. Called spiritual conquest will be a sword dripping with the blood of the nations. In general, the peoples of the world will be divided into two main groups, the Israelitic and the non-Israelitic. The former will be righteous.
They will live in accordance with the wishes of one universal God. All the other peoples, on the other hand, will be known for their detestable practices, idolatry, and similar acts of wickedness. They will be destroyed and will disappear from earth before the ushering in of the ideal era. While Dr. Higger concedes that Gentiles who convert to Judaism may survive, his book is very specific as to which Gentiles must die. Israel will be a living testimony to the absolute unity of God. Consequently, in the ideal era, there will be no people who will believe in the division of the Godhead with two or more parts or persons. Only those people who believe in one God will survive in the ideal world. Jewish world government thus means death to anyone who believes in the Trinity, meaning Christians. <laughs> this will be the great age of Christian martyrs, when, as Christ predicted, Christians will be delivered. And it's fine, and that's there, but I just want to throw in, they don't care if they're, it's not that they're going to leave uh, people who are, are of pre-Christian spiritual faith, uh, pagans or heathens or anything like that, they're not going to, it's because it's not about religion, it's about ethnicity here, right? It's about uh, the survival of one genetic group and, and their their survival is predicated on the destruction of another. And whatever the religion they happen to belong to is not the main issue here. Uh, it, it's certainly part of it, but it's not the main issue. Uh, the main issue is Amalek, not not what the Amalek believes, or or that they should be destroyed because of what they believe. It's because of what they are. Delivered anyway. up to Jewish synagogues and condemned to death, Babylon the Great will be drunken with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. All right, here we go. Here's a quote from Solzhenitsyn here at the end. I think that's kind of the end of the video here. Uh, Oh well, actually, this could be interesting too. There's a different. Let, let's let's play it out here at the end. We'll let it uh, we'll let it go out here uh, after Solzhenitsyn here. Uh, good quote here, of course, regarding uh, his book Two Hundred Years Together. In 1949, Israel's Prime Minister David Ben Gurion confirmed the Talmud's dream of a Jewish utopia. Jerusalem is not the capital of Israel and world Jewry. It aspires to become the spiritual center of the world. In a 1962 Look magazine article, Ben-Gurion became much more specific. All continents will become unified in a world alliance at whose disposal will be an international police force. All armies will be abolished and there will be no more war. In Jerusalem, the United Nations, a truly United Nations, will build a shrine of the prophets to serve the Federated is. Union of Third All Temple. Continents. This will be the seat of the Supreme Court of Mankind to settle all controversies among the Federated Continents, as prophesied by Isaiah. And, and then that ties into the Noahide laws. These countries must, you know, obey or submit to them. And of course, the symbol of the Noahide laws is the rainbow flag, right? The rainbow. Uh, and that's what we're seeing, the, the banner of the rainbow being flown in so many Western nations right now. Uh, it all ties together, folks. And transhumanism is part of it, too. By the way, they just it's not just about that. It's just using anything to your advantage to excel above uh, what they deem you know, their enemies. And they'll, they'll turn them, themselves into cyborgs. They'll use AI, any kind of technology, uh, to, their, uh, to their advantage to, uh, to do it. Uh, let me see. Someone in chat here said... Yeah, that's the plowshares. Your sword is swords into plowshares. Political yeah. changes on the map from day to day. 
Let me see here. Uh, B said here, Israel, Israel will reign supreme over the nations. Why do they focus on the West? Why, do, uh, why don't they take Asian nations into account? Seems like a glaring omission. Um, well, they do, but you have to get rid of the what you consider to be your primary enemy first. As their rise in prominence and power and sway and influence, you have to take out the biggest, your, your most dangerous enemy first. Uh, in many regards, you could say pe uh, countries like China is already under the thumb, thumb of this leadership and this rule. Uh, so I, I, I'm not thinking. I don't think it's about that they will leave them. They just want to take out the West first because I think that they think it's their biggest competitor. And so if they can change and and, and you know, and again, it's their history tied to this. So they need to be uh, avenged, right? Because of uh, how they, you know, the, the supposed treatment in the past and expulsions and these this kind of thing. So they'll. My point is, if they do, if they manage to destroy Europe and the West, uh, they'll just turn their attention on on all the remaining countries after that point. Uh, that's what I think. But thanks, uh, thanks, B. Uh, just uh, about a minute left of this clip, and then we'll move on. First, it was Tunisia, then uh, Egypt, We're Libya, now here. Syria. What do all those changes mean uh, for the Middle East? And all that's happening, is it positive for Israel? Yes. I mean, there may be a transitional period that will create some difficulty, difficulties. But in the long run, yes, look. It's not that those countries are changing. All countries are changing because the world has changed. And nobody has a choice either to go with the modern age or to lag behind and really become poor and irrelevant. What's happening is, you know, governments are no longer controlling their own economy. Instead of a national economy, you have a global economy. Now, if you want to enter, you have to follow the new rules of economy. The new rules of economy. That's right. All right. So there you have it. Interesting clip there. I'm going to put it in. Uh, let me put it in the DLive chat there too. Uh, Jay Wallace uh, on DLive said, "With the diamond, could you link some of these videos for us?" So I put that in DLive there too. Uh, I'll have to. Do I have the chat? The uh, restream chat up too? Uh, I don't think I do. The VK, I'll put it on VK real quick, and uh, Trovo as well. If you guys want to see that, it's it's a link to uh, to a Telegram group, and I think I don't think you can watch that through the web browsers. You actually must have uh, Telegram inst installed, I think, um, for that. Uh, so I appreciate that. Uh, thank you to uh, Purist Triple Seven over on Trovo too. I just uh, opened up the page to dump the link, and I see he's sending a couple of uh, what is that? Some boxes, uh, a, a a punching. Uh, a um, what do you call it boxing glove I guess out of a box thank you for that I, I don't know what it is don't know where it does but I appreciate it uh, I see Pierce uh, 777 is uh, number one over on uh, uh, over on Trovo there so thank you to you thank you to uh, Nerms as well number two and, and Brad Gremba number three over on Trovo thank you guys now I, I need to get better of keeping an eye on the Trovo chat too I've, I've been absolutely horrible on that I, I admit that but thank you uh, guys over there for, for your support appreciate it um, okay so yeah so that's uh, that's that and as I said, I don't think we have time to play it, but yeah, here's another. Let me pull that up real quick too. Here, so here's from the uh, Euro, Euro Asian Jewish Congress (EAJC). Right, they had they had this on their website too, right, just right in the open uh, that uh, they need to obliterate the memory of Amalek. This is you know not too long ago. Um, Amalek's hatred of Israel jumps in the clash of two forces. Blah blah blah. We have to obliterate their memory. Blah blah blah. Goes on, but this is so this is totally fine. This is not like you know increased. Uh, uh, um, religious extremism or anything like that, right? This is totally fine. Uh, uh, kind of don't worry about it. 
Uh, but here was was that clip too, and it's in Spanish, and it's got 10 minutes long, so I don't think we should look at it, but I think it's a Spanish rabbi, a Sephardic rabbi, who talks about this guy called uh, Yikiahu Ben David. I'm not sure how you would pronounce it. Uh, well, they said, it, it, did Israel just reveal their Messiah, Jikahu Ben David? Um, and it was a kind of an interesting clip of, of some of the activities where like, he was kind of fraternizing with a bunch of people. I guess we can just look a little bit in the beginning of, of, of the clip. And there were some scenes from the Western Wall here with him too that everyone is like walking up to him and like kissing his hands and stuff like that. I guess we can look at it just a little bit here. Uh, I don't even know if this is subtitled right here. Let me let me t take a look at this. Here, so here here he is. Right? So he speaks in Spanish, obviously, that you can hear. But, but I'm not going to translate. Just read the text. Apparently, this footage is from like April, uh, what is it, like 7th or 6th or something like that? There was some big, uh, big tumultuous thing at the Western Wall in Jerusalem. And uh, here's the the guy here. We talked about Jikahu Ben David. Uh, and the question mark is, is he the one who's, they're going to roll out as the Messiah? And he's the one who's going to build the third, the third temple, right? Everyone is like walking up and schmoozing and kissing his hands and stuff like that, right? So he's he's obviously a uh, very very important person. Although I did a Google search for him after this video was uh, released, and I could not uh, could, could not find any information about the guy. So maybe it's just a uh, you know bullshit. I, I'm not sure yet. It remains to be seen. You get the idea. There were some clips from the Western Wall earlier too that were like standing around. Uh, but yeah, so they think he's some kind of uh, uh, some kind of uh, messiah here. Interesting, huh? Possible messiahs. So uh, we'll check out this more here. Here's actually. Let me play in the beginning. That could be interesting here. Let's play it right at the beginning. Can I miss this? Let me, I can translate this here. Uh, the breaking news on behalf of the month and has revealed the name of the messiah. Reveal how to to giving in this video. This got to be like auto translated by Google or something like that. Reveal how to be giving in this video the name of the Messiah. 
is Carl Garlecki. Ben David, the name of the Messiah, is called Life Pledge. So get used to say is a this we got horrible translation here. Dabi the mouth that means strength. Uh, it's not working. But you can take a look at some of the footage here. Uh, he's obviously an impo uh, very important man, uh, this guy. His parents weren't religious, even the dad was a thug, he was a thug, it says here. But at the end of the day, his father and his re repentance. And in the meantime, the ski garlic, yeah, that's something important there, the ski garlic and grew up with the zeal of God. I, I think some things are correct, but some things are obviously way off. Woof woof. <laughs> That's a fantastic translation here. By the way, you can look at the footage, you know, they're like schmoozing and kissing his hands and stuff like that. So here's the guy. Uh, so keep that in mind, because if, uh, if it comes out here a little bit later, you know, you uh, you saw it here first, but uh, you know, it could, uh, could, could turn out to be nothing as well. Uh, we'll just have to see. We just have to see. All right, so we talk about um, you know, right, the attack on, uh, of Ukraine from uh, uh, on, on Russia, right? Uh, I, I think it's an amassing by Western forces and NATO. They're using Ukraine again to kind of antagonize against Russia. And then when Russia is getting prepared to defend itself, they can say, look, the aggression, blah, blah, blah. Same thing, right? Right. Um, here's an interesting video from uh, Vigilance Intelligence. I think it was, was he vigilant? No, I think he's always had Vigilant Intelligence as his, uh, as his uh, name, his handle. He talked about some of the, uh, the stuff that Putin is doing to kind of cast shade onto, uh, onto the U.S. Now, keep in mind, Russia will be strong in a position where the America is weak. And so that's why they have channels like RT where they talk a lot of you know, alternative kind of forbidden news. A lot of U.S. focus on that, too, because it kind of feeds into the other side of the narrative of, of stuff you don't hear in the mainstream so then you you know you you it's it's not that it shouldn't be talked about but you you get a lot more internal division in a country destabilization can happen when you have like information uh, flows and warfare and I think Russia knows this and they're they're encouraging that and all it's good that that information comes out keep in mind that that's probably because it's ultimately benefiting benefiting Russia a, a, a weakened US will mean a stronger strengthened Russia right so that's clear but anyway this is what uh, Putin said about BLM. Uh, the title of this video is here, Putin Goes Woke, Shills for BLM. Check this out here. As many of you know, Biden recently called Putin a killer. Let's take a look at Putin's response. According to Lucianne Kim, an NPR correspondent based in Moscow, Putin said, We always project on others what we are ourselves. U.S. is rooted in genocide against Native Americans and in slavery. Mm, yeah. That legacy yeah. continues. That's why there's Black Lives Matter today. <laughs> Putin is woke. He's trying to ruin Thanksgiving and he's shilling for BLM. He's basically saying that BLM is an organic and justified reaction to systemic racism in America. In reality, there is no evidence of systemic racism against BIPOC people today. And BLM is clearly not an organic movement. As I've shown in the past, it's funded by Putin and his communist buddies. Putin is an OG. He's actually been pushing this woke left-wing propaganda way before these millennials are doing today. When Europeans arrived in America, that was the first thing they did. And you have to be honest about it. There are not so many stories like that in human history. 
Johnson. Then there was slavery, and that's something that's deeply ingrained in America. In his memoirs, U.S. Secretary of State Colin Powell revealed how hard it was for him as a black man, how hard it was for him to live with other people staring at you. It means this mentality has taken see, root. This is on, do, you, do you see what I'm saying? This is on RT, right? Do they put out, they have, they're using RT as this kind of, uh, uh, you know, targeted network towards the American audiences uh, in particular. Uh, of of kind of you know creating the divisions and stuff like that and, and and due to the fact that he's backing up you know one side but then they can, you know RT can cover like some of the people on the other side of the of, of this fence regularly uh, you know they invite even from European countries nationalists and stuff like that to give them a voice and although generally that's good but just know that it's for a reason right RT's you know paid for by the Russian state and stuff like that um, so it's not just because they're like concerned with uh, nationalism in, in Europe or anything like that. They're, they're concerned with having um, a Europe and a NATO and ultimately an America, which is spends all its efforts and time and resources to fight internal, uh, uh, you know, conflicts, essentially. And that we, means Russia can gain a more prominent position internationally. Uh, and all those, you know, some of you might agree with that or think, oh, it would be better if, you know, Russia, you know, is in that role or whatever. That's kind of a side issue. But uh, anyway, let's keep uh, watching the video here. It's in the hearts and minds of the people and is likely to still be there. Putin wants Americans to feel guilty about their history. Meanwhile, the Soviet Union enslaved and killed tens of millions of people much more recently. Ah, that's if fine. If you try to talk about that, Putin will cancel you. Antony Beaver wrote a book about the Red Army's mass rape campaign in World War II, and his book was censored in Russia. He said, When Sergei Shoigu was Minister for Emergency Situations back in 2009, he tried to bring in a law to criminalize anybody who criticized the Red Army in the Second World War. He said it was tantamount to Holocaust denial. Shoigu, who is now Minister of Defense and widely tipped as a successor to Vladimir Putin, has managed to have the law passed by the Duma with penalties of up to five years imprisonment. Five years in a Russian prison colony if you dare speak about communist atrocities. I'm sure some people will say that Putin isn't a communist because he doesn't promote LGBT for his own country. China is openly communist and they don't promote LGBT for their country either. Communists are promoting LGBT and far-left policies in Western countries in order to weaken them over time. The goal is to infiltrate their institutions, change their culture, and destroy them from within, without having to fire a shot. This strategy is referred to as cultural Marxism. That's also a myth, BLM, by the way. Which it is doesn't exist, a Marxist right? organization, wrote on their website that they want to dismantle the patriarchal practice and disrupt the Western-prescribed nuclear family structure. Strong families lead to strong nations, hence why BLM wants to break up the family unit. The UN, which is ran by a Marxist, wrote on Twitter, quote, Millennia of patriarchy have resulted in a male-dominated world with a male-dominated culture which damages everyone, women, men, girls, and boys. Fact is, empires throughout history were built by men. Communists want you to believe that patriarchy is somehow bad, which is why they constantly demonize white men all right good stuff we're right, let me pause right there um let me see here b says oh, i missed a couple here let me go back uh da, 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 da. 
Yeah, here we go. Uh, sorry about the cuck-free zone over on Entropy says, we know who is ultimately behind the anti-white movement, just like the video from uh, Pike lends more evidence. This has been known for a long time, yet people uh, seem to be unaware or unable to acknowledge it. Why is that so hard? Uh, why is it so hard to wake people up on this? Is uh, is it just the post-World War II propaganda? Yeah, that's probably part of it too. Um, but it's just such a stigma around it and so many people getting canceled. But with things uh, like, you know, like Tucker turning against, you know, ADL, one of their kind of main uh, thuggish uh, organizations uh, that are doing this kind of stuff, it's it's the uh, the end is nigh, I think, for that kind of hegemony over the, over the media and control of, of their narrative and stuff like that. But also as it gets more, you know, spurgy and stuff like that, it will uh, lash out more as it, it gets afraid that it will lose more power or influence. It'll probably, you know, clamp down harder on what it can be able to achieve. But ultimately, uh, I don't think they're going to pull it through. I, I just I think it's I think it's too much. It's too uh, hypocritical. And, and yes, it's hard to wake people up on it, but it's it's happening. I mean, it's it's there. The kind of things that we talk about with like anti-whiteness or, you know, all the stuff like just 10 years ago is like it's it's. I mean, it's it's right there at the cusp of like mainstream. I mean, it is on Fox. Tucker has certainly brought a lot of these things out to the the forefront as well. So, um, give it time, Cuckfree Zone. I think uh, I, I think uh, people are going to want to know. Uh, for for those who are, who are interested in knowing the truth, that they are going to want to they're going to want to know, right? And they're going to be willing to go wherever the truth leads them to. Um, the other people can't do anything about them anyway. Just just ignore it, I guess. Uh, they they've never been the uh, the players to uh, to change change history, if you ask me. Uh, now the one from Cuckfree Zone. Be asked why they focus on the West. I think it's because Europeans are the ones who have historically stood up to them. Yeah, that's an interesting take. We are the only thing that stands in their way and the only ones that could stop them. Now, yeah, I've heard that uh, voiced by a lot of other people too, and that's that's very well uh, uh, could be true. Um, Cuckfree Zone for, with the second one also says, uh, also their M.O., the modus operandi is subversion. They easily blinded a uh, blend into European countries, but stick out like a sore thumb in Asia. It's easier in the West for them, but they are laying roots in Asia too. Yeah, there are in, in in Asia for sure, and China's big part of that. You know, the Belt and Road Initiative. It's a completely new order that's arising um, as a consequence, and I think that their time using the U.S. is is largely over, as we see, and they'll they'll walk away. They'll light the powder keg and walk away, right? Um, and B says over on Entropy Stream as well. Uh, that was just half the Putin quote. In other, ha the other, in the other half, Putin, Putin said the anti-whiteness has gone too far. No, he said that too, and that's ab that's absolutely true. Um, but keep in mind that he doesn't have. Sometimes when people look at someone like Putin, they have this kind of. They look to him as some kind of like you know, so like he'll 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 he's a, he's an opposition to all of this, or he'll solve some issues, or uh, that people in the West could benefit from him saying something. Maybe partially it's true if he makes a comment like that in terms of the anti-whiteness, but just keep in mind and just be aware of the fact that Putin has Russia in mind. He doesn't have the survival of, of as far as I've, I've heard, Europe or America in mind. They care about Russia first. They want to have Russia first, which is good. They should do that. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying they will do things that intentionally cause, if they if they can say things or do things that they think will ca cause more conflict or turmoil, turmoil, internal division inside of the West and the, the countries that are driven by organizations like NATO, they're going to be more than happy to do, happy to do that. Uh, but yeah, of course, I think it's great when he brings up the anti-whiteness that it's gone too far. But it's ridiculous to say it. it's like, oh, America is, is slavery and stuff. It's like, if you're going to, if you're going to bring that up, if you're, if you're a leader of Russia, it's like, 
You could say the same thing about uh, the, the Samis or the Inuit tribes that you guys took over. And I mean, and, and I, I think that argument is bullshit, but they do the same in Sweden, effectively. Like, oh, you, you murdered all the Samis and stuff. And it's like, you know what? Every tribe that existed in Sweden was amassed into the central organization that later became, you know, the Swedish nation. The Norwegians did the same. I mean, they were an outcrop of the people that at that time lived in Sweden, uh, the Geats, the Swedes and stuff like that. Everyone has done that, right? Everyone has conquered. The, the the experience in America is not unique. Everybody has had slaves. Everybody has conquered and taken over. So th I think that's just dumb. But again, he's saying that because he's because that serves the agenda, uh, if you will, to like lend more credibility to one to one side or the other, right? But uh, all right. Anyway, uh, good stuff. Thank you guys. Let me check D Live real quick, and, and we'll do a couple of more, uh, and then we'll start wrapping up here shortly. Uh, let me see here. I saw that uh, Rowdy Dude sent a diamond and had a like half of a link. AP News, I, I would assume you wanted to send a uh, a, a link or a story. Uh, if you s spam it a couple of times in chat, I'll, I'll, the regular chat, you don't have to send a um, diamond again or anything like that. Uh, push it in there a couple of times more, and I'll see if I can pull it up, depending on what it is. Uh, RMA123 with a diamond. Thank you. Sal Ostifer gives a sub to No More News. Uh, good to see you, Adam. Make sure you follow No More News here on DLive. Uh, I thought you were since banned from DLive, Adam. I don't know what happened. Did you Were you let back on? I got, I got to have you back on the show soon. We should talk about what's what's going on anyway uh, with you and, and all the work you've been covering. Good stuff. Uh, David Crocco with the Ninja Guinea. Uh, Sup, Sup, Henrik. Uh, he just says, hey, to No More News as well. Good to see you, Davey. Thank you so much for, for watching. Uh, thank you for, uh, for sending some of the uh, material uh, uh, my way recently, too. Appreciate that. Uh, Jay Wallace with a diamond. Uh, more people are waking up to the Chosenites' plan. I think they are, even even if they don't know what's who's behind it, they're becoming aware of that it's happening, and that's the first step you have to do. Um, the rest will come natural. You, you, if people can understand what's happening, it's just a matter of time before, well, who did it to us? What, why is this happening, right? Um, okay, so I think what we'll do... Right at the end here, guys, let's do a couple of COVID stories real quick. I had actually quite a bit more, but I'm not going to get to it because we had so much uh, longer clip here, to, longer clips here today. Let's do this. Let's do the healthcare workers. Let me see here. Was this the one? Oh, it was a, a, one interesting about a COVID billionaire. He made tons of money uh, because of the COVID scam. And now he wants to push... Uh, free schooling on illegals in America. He wants to put them to, into the finest colleges. I have to, I, I was going to cover this in more detail. It's a bit of a lengthier piece. So we're not going to have time for this. But let's do this. Um, let's do one uh, video regarding some of the mRNA updates or the vaccine vaccine uh, reactions. And we'll, we'll end with that, actually. That could be important um, to follow up uh, on the lunacy here. Uh, within minutes, I knew I was going to pass out. Uh, let's watch a, uh, a clip here. New at 11, one of eight people with severe reactions from the Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine right here in our area and opening up only to CBS 46. And tonight, Georgia has halted giving the Johnson & Johnson vaccine incoming, and our state isn't alone. CBS 46's Jamie Kennedy speaking exclusively to one woman who suffered side effects. My limbs started going numb. Um... My face went numb. Sarah Moore says she's still processing the last few days being bedridden after having a frightening reaction to the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. It's scary because, you know, passing out once is not my concern. It's, you know, passing out multiple times and then 
having a 103.5 degree fever for the remaining like two days after that. She is one of eight people who had an adverse reaction on the same day at the same DPH site at the coming fairgrounds. Within two to three minutes, I knew that I was going to pass out. You know, I was my vision was going out. My hearing was going out. The DPH paused Johnson and Johnson vaccines at the coming site. DPH Commissioner Dr Kathleen Toomey says they are looking at what may have caused the reactions, including the conditions at the fairgrounds, such as heat and the ability to keep the site cool. <laughs> keep the site cool. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, actually, someone in chat said uh, no more Johnson & Johnson vaccine. They want you on the mRNA vax. And I think that's true. I mean, we know it's bad. We know that there's things in these vaccines, adjuvants and all that kind of stuff. And so basically... It's not that it's good, but it is interesting that they've just pushed this completely out of the picture to get you on that mRNA update. I, I, I sincerely uh, think that that's part of the, the game here, too. Uh, and I also saw some in the chat. Thank you to, for mentioning that. I didn't hear that, but I just Googled it real quick here. A Den Danish official, Tanja Eriksson, uh, faints during a COVID conference. Now, I don't, she didn't even take the shot, right? She was just talking about it. I guess it was in proximity. Ooh, Jesus Christ! That's uh, that's a, that's a, the big pharma for you right there, straight down. Oh shit! Now, did, were she given the vax? I don't think she was, right? All right, man down, as they say, or woman down. Uh, the head of Denmark's medicine agency, Tanya, fainted during a press conference on the decision to stop using the Oxford AstraZeneca COVID vaccine. She has taken to hospital as a precaution and has reportedly recovered. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on with this vax, but even though so just talking about it ends up fainting. We've, again, played plenty of clips uh, of all the side effects and stuff like that, right? Uh, and we've talked, of course, in great detail uh, over the weekend show, too, about uh, the... Uh, Actually, the, the previous one about all this, the, the self uh, selfies that's tied to this vaccine. You have to prove how good you are and show it to everyone else and stuff like that. And I saw this on one of the Telegram channels I follow. I thought it was good. I, I like Robert Andrew Wilson. He's done some good, uh, he's done some interesting stuff. Uh, he's kind of wacky on some issues. But generally, I think he's uh, he's good. If you, can, if you can come across some of his videos and material, generally good uh, watching some of that. Is that the obedient always think of themselves as virtuous rather than cowardly, right? And that's definitely true when it comes to the uh, vaccination and the signaling as well. Uh, in Sweden, since we're on uh, Denmark here for a little bit, they're pushing a a a, a now. I don't think it's related to the COVID, the current COVID vaccine, because that's an mRNA vaccine. We've talked about that. Now, the next step is DNA vaccines, right? And we've showed, shown this many times that that would be the, the definitive aspect of, of like you getting an, an actually altered DNA. Now, the mRNA always already alludes to this. Again, that's another topic we covered uh, in, in this Week in Warrior show. There are studies now being done. There are scientists coming out on this, and they're finding things which they didn't think that they would find. Um, so the very image at the top there of the of the show image says mRNA vaccines alters your DNA. That science is now suggesting that that's what it's doing, right? It's altering your 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 DNA. Uh, but here's the uh, here is the uh, a, a new vaccine. It's it's related to Corona, but they're, they're working on it, and it's actually a DNA based one, which is the next step in 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 insanity and crazy. Bad enough for mRNA, but just wait until they get the DNA vaccines. So Karolinsk Institute, which is like a medical kind of agency, um, what, they have you know hospitals tied to their university and stuff like that too. Uh, 
they're proposing that you're getting that you should be getting an electrical shock together with your DNA-based vaccine when you get it. Um, so there's uh, Ali Mizrami here in Sweden. That's uh, part of developing this here, part of the research team that's developing this new vaccine. Uh, the DNA vaccine involves injecting uh, not only, of course, a, a payload of DNA-altering material, but also an, a small electrical shot in the area or shock in the area where you're vaccinated that is supposed to cause the vaccines to enter into your cells easier. Now, this is just, you know, crazy shit here, right? But uh, they're, they're, no problem. They're, they're working on this. There's a uh, headline here from Nya Dagbladet. The Swedish DNA vaccine, uh, is, the, the translations are kind of funky with Google Translate, uh, but they are to be given, would be a more correct translation, uh, together with an electrical shock. So you'll just, it just goes, you'll get full circle. You'll be shocked into... Uh, submission here when you go to uh, uh, when you get a, a Swedish vaccine in the future. We'll see what the development of this is and the, if they actually pull it off. But this is uh, uh, crazy stuff here. Crazy, uh, crazy stuff. Okay. Uh, we've talked about this one in the past. The uh, ex-influence, uh, the ex-Pfizer um, VP that's talking about how basically mass people could be dying from this. Right. He was with Pfizer previously and now he, uh, he quit his job and stuff like that. But the one I wanted to show you is this one, how influencers are paid to push this uh, nonsense of these uh, vaccines or these mRNA updates. Uh, so one that were approached finally spoke out. Listen to this. ...to debate or anything, but I've just seen obviously the vaccine tab and teach their own. If you want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. Don't to get the vaccine. But I did just want to make a little note that I've received two vaccines campaigns paying thousands of dollars to go and get a vaccine or go and get the vaccine and record it and take a selfie while getting the vaccine yep just gonna throw that out there is that what uh, anything but i just is that what spencer got when he took his uh, shot did he get thousands of dollars from uh, big pharma is he uh, beholden to big pharma i i just don't know what it is with these selfies again selfies <laughs> selfies right this bullshit. What? What is? What is this? It's all. It's, it's this massive information propaganda campaign. And I'm glad that someone finally spoke out because I know it was happening. I know it was going on. I know they're doing this. Uh, but we need people to step up and, and talk about it. So good. Good on her. I've never heard of her. I don't know what she is. Whitney Rife. I think her name is. Uh, Whitney Rife. Uh, she has 409,000 followers on Instagram. She was contacted by big pharmaceutical companies to promote uh, this mRNA update. Uh, so good for her for speaking out about this bullshit here. Uh, and I guess we can end with this one, another little fun one on uh, when it comes to predictive programming and stuff like that. Apparently in uh, the Big Bang Theory, uh, they had in the backdrop of one of the shows, I'm not sure who's uh, re-watching here, but uh, as the woman previously said, to each their own, uh, DNA tracing, it says at the top. And I, I don't know if it's is that an equal sign or, or arrow down, but it says PCR and stuff like that too here. We've got full screens. You can see this. Um, DNA tracing equals PCR. I can't read the rest. Now, the second ring on the right, um, is, that, is that a PCR equation? What is that? P3 something? I'm not even sure what that is. But this is, so this is back from, um, what is this, December 6th, 2012? I think it is. Uh, interesting stuff. Who knows why they, uh, why they put this kind of stuff in the background. Now, apparently, allegedly... Uh, your brain apparently uh, consumes 
all of this kind of stuff, all information, whether it's upside down, diagonally mirrored. When you're watching things, your brain soaks all of this in. It's not conscious. It's not your, you know, run through that part of the brain, but it's all part of it, right? And so apparently, over time, if you're subjected to a lot of the same messages, this becomes part of your um, your psychological makeup, your profile. There could be things that, for example, will seem more familiar if you've seen them over and over again. That's partially how symbolism uh, sim symbolism works and stuff like that too, right? It, in a sense, programs your subconscious. Uh, so maybe that's why they throw this kind of stuff in. I don't know. Or does it just happen to be random? They, there's science shows that they have to throw uh, some stuff in there. I'm not sure. Uh, but, you know, we played that other clip a few weeks ago, which is just uh, uh, pretty incredible. Uh, what was it called again? The the show? Let me type in... Uh, let me go to our Odyssey channel real quick here, too. Um, let me see. Sorry, guys. We're going to wrap up here in a moment, too. Let me just show this real quick. Which one was it again? The uh, Yeah, this is the one. What they're telling you. Uh, they're telling you what their plans are. Check out that video. The red uh, cover right there. Let me see. What was it from again? Oh, Utopia. That's right. From Utopia 2020. Uh, check out that in terms of like predictive programming and, you know, uh, vaccines and, you know, how to control large groups of people and all that kind of stuff. Uh, anyway, check that out. Doesn't It's not loading at the moment here, but uh, yeah. Uh, good stuff over on our uh, Odyssey. Why? Oh, or they are telling you what their plans are. Uh, pretty pretty interesting when it comes to that. Uh, okay, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to wrap up right there. Let me uh, take the rest here real quick. Do appreciate uh, your support today. Thank you to everyone joining us, whether you're uh, wherever you're watching, of course, but uh, for joining us on uh, Entropy Stream and DLive uh, specifically and supporting the show. Uh, that does help. So we uh, thank you for that. Let me see here. I just wanted to have a couple of vendors here. I want to pull by you before we uh, wrap up. But uh, let, let me do these on Entropy real qu uh, quick here. Uh, Black Phillip says, very off topic, but I know you're trying to get Robert Seffer on. I would love uh, to hear him talk about Ar Agartha slash Inner Earth and Antarctica. His work is fa uh, fascinating. I like. Uh, I really like Robert Seffer's work. We've tried many, many times. I told you guys to send him a note and let him know that we want to have him. Maybe he would, uh, he would come uh, on the show and, and talk with us. But yeah, he does great work. Uh, Cuckfree Zone says, um, when will they do selfies to prove they got the butt, <laughs> the butt swap test? I guess you're talking about the, uh, the big, uh, the big, um, what is it called again? The, uh, the, the, was it the co cotton swab they're using or something? China was doing it, right? The anal swab. Um, now that I would not like to see. I want to see, I don't want to see any of that, but in particularly, I would definitely not want to, uh, want to see any of that stuff. That's, uh, that's nasty. Uh, all right, let me do a couple of these here uh, real quick, and then we'll uh, wrap up here, guys. Thank you to everyone sending subs and stuff like that, too, over on DLive. I think we may be caught up over there. Uh, I think Jay Wallace was one of the last ones. And Jay Wallace, uh, you check out that link. I, I put it in chat, too, regarding the, the clip you asked, uh, asked for earlier. Uh, but, yes, let me do this before we wrap up here. If you guys want to uh, check out more of our stuff, go to redicemembers.com, sign up for a membership, get access to Weekend Warrior, other exclusive videos, access to the second hour of many of the interviews we've done back to our start in 2006. We have a couple of ways you can join, and that's uh, if you want to use your credit card, you can sign up either for a uh, recurring subscription, auto-renewing month-to-month, or a one-time payment. If you do want the uh, auto-recurring, Subscribestar is a great uh, place to do it, subscribestar.com slash redice. You can also use Entropy. Now, they have both a one-time payment option 
yeah, just click send paid chat or you can subscribe to their uh, platinum option, which is a comparable price to what we would charge on a subscribe store. You can also use the cash app. Uh, and we also have an e-check option for our U.S. audience. It's uh, uh, kind of in the same way you pay utility bills. It's really simple. That's a great way of doing it. Uh, crypto, of course, we accept uh, virtually any crypto. Just send us an email if you can't find it on redassmembers.com. You know, the addresses uh, to where to do it. Uh, but so we can accept virtually any crypto. You know, some of the, the big ones, Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, Monero, Chainlink. We're big on Polkadot. Uh, BAT, BAT, I mentioned that earlier. It's a great uh, great way of supporting us as well, of course. Uh, get our browser uh, or our uh, get the <laughs> Brave browser through a referral, li uh, referral link. Uh, it's cycling down below as well in the uh, lowest lower third right down there if you want to check that out. Uh, otherwise, the PO Box too. And thank you to everyone sending us good stuff, by the way. And uh, uh, people are sending gifts and people are sending memberships, uh, memberships and stuff like that through the PO Box as well. And I also want to do, actually right at the end here, Stefan and Stephanie, uh, from Germany, uh, you sent me 50 euros. Please, uh, if you're watching this, write to us, redice at protonmail.com. Uh, we want to make sure we can set that up for you. I, I think there's a username at the very end, but I searched for it, and I don't think it's the right one. So I'm not sure if it's, uh, if it's a, a spelling issue or if I'm too uh, dumb to read it. But uh, reach out if you're watching this. I'll give you guys a shout-out on, on Flashback Friday, too. Uh, but I want to make sure that, that, uh, that you guys uh, get, uh, get that activated. Uh, here's our show schedule re real quick. So Wednesdays, we do No Go Zone, usually at 6 p.m. Eastern, midnight Central European time. Fridays, of course, Flashback Friday. Sundays, we record Weekend Warrior, and then we try to reserve uh, both Tuesdays and Thursdays to either doing interview shows or shorter shorter scripter vi uh, scripted videos. And those always takes uh, kind of a bit of time to do. So that's why they're, uh, we, you don't have one of those once a week. It's, uh, it's busy as it is here. Uh, but yeah, that's it, guys. Some ways you can watch us both live and also the uh, archives later on, of course. Shout out to BitChute audience, uh, Odyssey, if you're watching later on in the archives, uh, VK, Rumble, uh, Gab as well. We have a channel up there. So that's some of the places where you can watch us. All right. Thank you so much, boys and girls. Uh, really appreciate it. We're going to wrap up right there then. Thank you so much for your support. Let me, oh, let me open the uh, chest on DLive here real quick too. Uh, we'll do that and then we'll wrap up. So we have uh, Friday, another good show lined up for you guys. Uh, we do have a couple of short videos that we're working on both on Tuesdays and and Thursdays in between when we have time. Uh, let me put uh, what? Well, let me put about uh, 300 lemons in, and then we'll open the chest for you boys and girls. So thank you uh, to you joining us on on uh, D Live, uh, and thank you to the Trovo crowd as well. We have number one over there, Pyrrhus Triple Seven, as I mentioned before, Nerms number two, and uh, Brad Grimba. Number three. Thank you, Brad. Good to see you over on Trovo. Thank you so much. Now, I'll be. Uh, I'll probably have to uh, give the task to Lana to monitor the uh, Trovo uh, chat next time over uh, over the Flashback Friday show because it's it's too many too many places to look. Uh, I wish it was consolidated into you know kind of one place or whatever, but uh, not so lucky. Not so lucky. Uh, all right. So let me check deal over here real quick. Who's uh, who's number one over there? Like his followers, 14 Reasons, thank you to you. Uh, Mr. Ninjaberg, number two, thank you to you as well. Thank you for the modding. William Shear, number three. Black Phillip, number four. And Flawless in USA, uh, number five. Thank you to you guys. And uh, top three over there, we have Silosopher, number one. I'm Gay Op, number two. And Cash Cashley, I think it is Cashley, uh, 98. Thank you so much, guys. We'll uh, be back with more here soon. Until then, of course, take care. Keep fighting. I appreciate your time. And uh, take care, everybody. Uh, we'll see you soon.
Do you love Red Eyes? Want more? Get access to exclusive material by signing up for a Red Eyes membership. You'll be able to watch Weekend Warrior, our flagship show, the second hour of interviews, and other special feature videos only for subscribers. Were you a member and we lost you along the way? Renew! We love and appreciate you guys and gals and cannot do this without you. Help us be a sane voice, a lighthouse in the sea of insanity. As times get tougher, as people are searching for answers, they're going to need content like red ice. A little of all your support can go a long way. Thank you.